Blog Talk Radio. Weird way, but we'll, we'll talk about that 
a little bit later on into the show, but I just kept thinking, this is so weird for somebody who a few years ago you didn't hear much say much about race, okay? So I feel like the Pierce Morgan, I, I feel like I'm kind of a person that thinks the Pierce Morgan thing was not about race, but we're we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. <laughs> And uh, in the show, Pierce Morgan and our whole thing And then, of course, J-Lo Okay, we talked about J-Lo a few weeks ago on the show Where I talked about J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez uh, You know, the girl, it was a reality TV show He was allegedly sliding up in the, ladies, the young ladies' DMs, okay And so I talked about uh, Alex Rodriguez I said, you know, I said, Jennifer Lopez got to ask herself some questions and the one of the main questions she had to ask herself is, does she want to go around chasing an old hoe? <laughs> Talking about Alex Rodriguez. Okay, so this this week there's been big rumors of them breaking up, especially today. People have been saying they broke up. Alex Rodriguez came out and said they're not broken up. They said they're working on their they're working on some things in their relationship. Y'all know what that means when we say we're working on some things. You might be close to a breakup or had a breakup, okay? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Master P out here in these streets talking about he want to own a HBCU. I'm like, dude, can we wrap up the Reebok thing first? Are you still buying Reebok? <laughs> I heard somebody say Master P been trying to give, have, sell pancakes. Who was it? It's Tony Moore. Master P done sold pancakes, he done sold tennis shoes. <laughs> He's a jack of all trades, okay? So we're going to talk about that. And, of course, Miss Stacey Dash, y'all. Miss Stacey Dash is coming back. You know, you know, she she found out it's a cold world out there in them streets, right? It's a cold world out there without black folks. And you know what? I don't have a problem with black conservative thought because I have a lot of black conservative thought on here. I've even sided with... Donald Trump on some things on this show. Black conservative thought is not an issue to me. It's when you don't have empathy towards your own people where I have a problem, okay? So, um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about all that and a whole lot more tonight. Uh, first off, let's see. First off, let me see. Um, what did I have yet? Did I, did I have anything? My week. How's my week been going? It's really, really good. Guess what? Next week, I want to share with you guys this. You want to listen to the show, especially the ladies out there, okay? I'm going to be talking to photographer Nivia Hansen, and we're going to be talking about boudoir shoots, okay? And what you can do if you're getting ready for a boudoir shoot or if you want to have one with her, listen, you want to have one with her. She is so bomb, okay? But, or, you know, we're going to be talking about that, and we're going to be talking about how she got into photography. She left her corporate job and went into photography and how it's been working for her you know, ever since. But a lot of women have been wanting to know about the boudoir sessions and how you do them. It's becoming more popular. For those of you who are going, what is that? Okay, there are sexy lingerie ses- uh, sessions, right, where you take pictures in your most sexiest outfits. And, you know, they're for your personal use. It doesn't matter what size you are. You can be small, skinny, whatever. You know what I'm saying? A lot of plus-size women are doing them, all kinds of stuff. So, it, you know, definitely skinny girls, skinny, skinny girls, it's a shape girl, whatever. I'm telling you, it's going to be a fun conversation. So you want to tune in next Saturday. During the day, I'll be back be on at 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. So you guys definitely want to catch that conversation, okay? 
just uh, maybe some of you want to get your sexy pick on. Listen, I did one. Now, this several years ago, let me just say this. I would have never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> done a boudoir session. I would have, like, somebody would have said that to me. I would have been like, huh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right? Because I was very much my Virgo moon, but for some reason in the last, since I've gotten over 40, maybe around 44 the Scorpio in me has kicked in, and the Scorpios kicked that Virgo moon out, and the Scorpio's like, uh, excuse me, we need to do a boot horse session. <laughs> and so now I'm I'm totally for all the ratchetness. <laughs> it's not ratchet, but I'm totally for all the sexy stuff, okay? So I did one this, uh, this year, and it, I mean, what's, when did I do it? It wasn't that, it was last year, late last year, okay? I did one, and when did I do it? Was it right before my birthday? It was right after my birthday. No, right after my birthday. I did one. It was so fun, and it was so freeing. Like you know, I feel like I've released even more of my sexy. It's something about those pictures that target you. You know, that make you feel so good about yourself. And I plan on doing another one. Yes, I do. <laughs> because I'm in the middle of this. You know, I'm going on a weight loss journey, and I have a goal set, right? And so I have another goal set, and I plan on doing another one. And this one. I'm going to feel extra good about the next one, God bless. But listen, I feel great about this one, too. This one was so, it was so dope, okay? I When I saw the pictures, I was going, what? <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was looking at myself going, oh, who is that? <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was really good. So I enjoyed it, in which it kicked off for me great things because, you know, I have been like a little – you know, for years, different people have asked me to do little stuff like like model stuff and stuff like that, and I kind of shied away from it. But suddenly now, in my forty, in my late forties, right, I'm starting to get things with modeling and stuff. So it's great. I had a friend who's in her late forties who's gone into modeling, and she's doing really well. And so she got me with this thing of this person that helped her, and it's really I have my like first runway show next in April. And I'm really nervous because I'm like, can I walk a runway? And I, you know, shout out to uh, Pam in Pam who has uh, Pam in Kansas City who has her own academy, modeling academy, who's been really helping me with, you know, walking and everything like that. But I'm nervous, so nervous. <laughs> I'm so nervous. And I'm gonna have Pam on here to talk to you guys too about modeling and stuff like that. I'm gonna try to get Pam on so she can talk to you guys about the whole thing about. What what it takes, you know, in like you don't have my, you don't have to do like you know everything's not in New York. You can do print, you can do all kinds of things for it's it's the modeling world has opened up so much now for older people, younger people, plus size people, small people. It's really interesting, okay? So it's been a lot of fun. So I've been having a lot of fun. The boudoir shoot opened me up to a lot more things, and so I'm excited about it. You know. Really excited. Now I have to, I've got a campaign in my head that I want to do. <laughs> like, like I have like this. You know, I used to want to be years ago. I used to dream about being, think about. Well, I thought about for a second being like a video vixen, but I was too shy to do something like that, right? So now, you know, why not do it now? You know, maybe have some fun. Maybe I get into older some some old singers video or something. <laughs> 
okay? All right, so I saw, wait a minute, listen, today I was out, I was getting my nails done, and then afterwards I went to go get something to eat with that, too. I went past the mall. Child, y'all is out here. <laughs> I mean, in Texas, they be at the malls anyway. But, Lord, have mercy. Now, nah, this was extra, extra. <laughs> y'all got them stimulus checks? <laughs> y'all asses is out here shopping. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it was cars, like, the mall, the mall. Now, you know, they say nobody shops at the mall no, no more. That's some bullshit. Today, the mall was <laughs> The mall was packed. I'm talking about shit. There was a line to get in the damn mall by my <laughs> by where I live. <laughs> I mean, a huge line. Y'all asses was out everywhere. I knew them uh, $1,400 checks hit. I said, damn. <laughs> so in honor of y'all stimming the stimulus checks coming in, I got to play it, okay? Deion Sanders, I'm going to start the show off with this with an old one by the way. Deion Sanders, y'all remember when Deion Sanders did a song called Must Be The, he remade Must Be The Money? Okay, so that's y'all song today because it must be the money that got y'all at the malls and shit like this. It must be that stimulus check, okay? It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. I'll be back in a few seconds, y'all, okay, with the news. (laughs) Well, all right.
funny. Dion Sanders, wait, I got to laugh at the end when he said, uh, he's talking about, what, what did he say at the end where he says, uh, people say don't let money change you. And he like, uh, money is going to change my address, <laughs> my clothes. That shit is hilarious. It's the CC Show. I am back. Uh, we are talking hot topics, and it's time for the news, okay? What is going out here in Joe Biden's United States and the world around it? <laughs> Joe, sleepy-ass Joe. Y'all done put in Joe Biden. I was looking at it this week. I was like, damn, we got Joe. Joe is Joe was moving slow. I was like, oh, shit, we in real. I know the, the world leaders around the world look at us like, they crazy over in the United States. They crazy as fuck. <laughs> they went from this crazy-ass Gemini to this senile-ass Scorpio. <laughs> oh, we, are, we wild. We wild over here. <laughs> we take chances in the States. <laughs> oh, but why y'all got them stimulus checks out there? I see the money. <laughs> y'all not looking. The perfect storm, they say, is happening around the globe. Global food prices hit six-year high. Now, I have been listening to the, you know, I listen to the some of the money guys talk. Like, these are boring podcasts and everything, and all the, like, a lot of the money guys, a lot of the, and one of my favorite people to listen to, oh, my God, uh, Bill Fleckenstein and uh, Grant, I forget the other guy, his last name, but they have a podcast that's so good. I've liked Bill Fleckenstein for years, okay? Sometimes I don't even know what the shit he's talking about. I'll just listen and just try to learn about, you know, markets and money and stuff. But listen, they've all been scared of inflation. Everybody's been like, "Oh shit, when it hits, they ain't gonna be able to control it, right?" You know, and you know, a lot of economists have been saying, "Ain't but you know, a lot of people are being are, are very afraid of it. So this is interesting. There's an article in Aljazeera. dot com. It says increasing demand from China, adverse weather conditions, and pandemic hit supply chains are all pushing up food prices. Now, I do want y'all to remember. I now I'm not saying it's got something to do with it, but I do want y'all to think about this shit that Bill Gates just bought up a lot of farmland and shit in America, okay? And he's also telling y'all asses rich countries need to be eating uh what did he say? Uh fake meat or what is it? Imitation. I don't know what he's talking about, but he's saying he wants y'all to know I study him. So he I ain't no shit I ain't no telling what uh Thanos Junior about to do. <laughs> But it says increasing demand. Uh, it says government bonds market, government government bond markets have been rattled by fears of inflation. Has central banks print money to help governments through the pandemic? Investors fearing inflation are looking to uh, mitigate their exposure by shifting money out of bonds and some stocks. Some of that money is moving into the dollar and commodities, raising concerns that speculators may be partly fueling the rise in food prices, okay? We look at what is driving up prices with the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organizations, uh, organization senior economist uh, Aldaluriza Albasin uh, stated, okay? She said, plus we speak uh, to IS uh, Markets Economist Relief. And so this is, this is a little report they have here on Al Jazeera. And I want you to hear, hopefully I can get it up here. 
Let's see. Y'all know how I be doing on this show. I'm going to be trying to get up this stuff. Yeah. Hold on. We'll get it up. We're going to get it here in a moment. But listen, they've been talking about this for a long time. And you know what? Here's the thing. I wouldn't be. I won't. I'm not going to be surprised if that happens. I can't. I. It just. It's just a not. It's. It. It wouldn't be a surprise. Uh, inflation, and stuff like that. And you know, here's the thing. I often think that um, a lot of times that uh, these people, these powers that be, you know, they will set certain things in motion. Okay. Um, this is my personal opinion, um, and they've been doing it for. Year, this isn't new, but for years, okay, since the early 1900s. But let's take a listen to some of this report from uh, Al Jazeera, okay? Check this out, you guys. The $21 trillion U.S. government bond market has been in fits of turmoil amid concerns central bank support for the economy could lead to an uptick in inflation. That sent the tech-heavy Nasdaq into correction territory, meaning it lost 10% of its value. Investors sought assets and commodities that can weather an inflationary storm, like the dollar and oil, both rose. Well, the question is, are those inflationary concerns real? Well, there's plenty of evidence that global food prices are on the rise. Take a look at this. It's the UN's Global Food Index. With 2014 to the left of your screen, the chart is almost like a bathtub with another sharp rise in 2020 and hitting a six-year high this year. Well, as you can see, the main food groups, there they are, they're all steadily climbing. So you have cereals, oils, dairy, meat, and sugar. They're all tracking higher, according to the U.N. Food and Agriculture Organization. Well, what's behind the increase in prices? It's a combination of things, increasing demand from China, adverse weather conditions, and pandemic-hit supply chains. But it's nations like Brazil, Lebanon, and Nigeria that are adversely affected. In Brazil, for example, President Bolsonaro attempts to revive his political standing by handing out coronavirus aid to the poorest, inadvertently pushing up the price of rice by 76%. Now, in Lebanon, the country is in the midst of the worst financial crisis. A pretty worthless currency has sent inflation to a record high, and food prices soaring by 400%. And in Nigeria, the central bank may continue to devalue the currency as it did three times in 2020, closing the border for 16 months, attacks on farmers and import restrictions have all exacerbated the situation. Now, the government has been trying to reduce imports by increasing production. More than a million farmers were given cash and tools but officials say they're planning to take thousands of farmers to court for failing to repay loans they took out to cultivate rice. Ahmed Idris reports from Arungugu. Okay, I wanted y'all to hear the first half of that report because it's telling you about the, what's going on around the world, but it will hit America too, right? So it's very, and it's, it's very interesting what we're seeing. And I personally believe, I'm, I'll tell y'all this, I'm going to really say the truth. I'm going to tell y'all, y'all I, I've been very skeptical to say some shit because people is so nitpicky. Freedom of speech done went completely damn out the window nowadays. But I have really got to say this and what my thoughts are. This is Carlotta 101, okay? My personal opinion is that um, COVID, 
COVID was a huge turning point, and here's what I believe, okay? COVID is very real. I, I don't think COVID was not real, but the numbers tell a different story, though. Here's the interesting thing. Flu went down, allegedly the flu went down and pneumonia went down, but all the numbers for COVID-19 went up, which I, I believe I believe we're going to find out in years, in, in a few years, that the COVID-19 numbers were ramped up. Every year we have a number of people die of the flu, but we don't know it because we, the news didn't focus on it like they did, like they focused on it COVID-19. People die thousands, in the hundreds of thousands of, of the flu every year, okay? Uh, those numbers were suddenly down. Sometimes I believe they were misdiagnosing people when they were coming into the hospital uh, under COVID-19. Uh, I believe that uh, they were, some of the hospitals said, there's been rumors that some of the hospitals said they were made to do that, putting deaths down. We've already heard stories about people them putting deaths down as COVID-19 when it wasn't COVID-19 or all kinds of craziness. This has been a very huge political year for America. And when it's a political year for America, it's a political year around the world. I've talked about Donald Trump and Donald Trump who he was to the system, the American system, the globalism, globalism, okay? Donald Trump was a thorn in globalism's side, okay? The powers that be could not have Donald Trump up there. I don't believe that. I believe Donald Trump, Donald Trump, I, I talk to people that most people, I'll tell them, do you know Donald Trump went a week before, a couple of weeks before the election cycle and went to talk to uh, the United Nations and he told them he would not, uh, he 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 was not a globalist, He began, you know, and he spoke to, about, you know, so, he believes in sovereignty of nation and everything. Less than a week later, he was literally attacked, Okay. Not that I'm a Trump fan personally. I, I don't have to be. A, this is on this show. I'm not a personal. I don't have to be friend politicians. I think it's a. I think it's dangerous for people to be friend politicians. I think politicians should be kept at a distance, and only you deal with them in terms of you get my vote if you get this or if you get that. I ain't gotta like you, and you ain't gotta like me. Okay, you can be prejudiced all day. I don't care what you are, just as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Okay. So the whole thing is that, so I don't look at politicians like y'all do. Tell me, oh, he don't like black people. Now, I don't care. None of them like black people. My question, the thing was, is what was, who was best to sit in that office at the time? And I've always said my theory is if America goes down, then black people are in this bitch, and we can't get uh, a native black Americans, and we, we can't get, we can't fight for the things we need from America. Which is our reparations? Everything's in the everything is in the American soil for Black people, Black Native Americans. Okay, so this bitch go down, we all go down. Remember what Dr. King said to Harry Belafonte, that famous line that Dr. King said, "I'm afraid I've integrated my people into a burning house." Dr. King was right, <laughs> right, but we must put out the fire. He said, "Okay, so listen." My thing is we got to be smart. We got to understand global. You can't talk domestic politics without understanding fucking global politics, okay? And if you don't understand how the world is fucking running, how it's going, then shit, you ain't going to understand a lot of anything, okay? So it was, it's, to me, I saw Donald Trump has the best, in the best position to run the, the United States globally. 
because we needed a United States first agenda because what happens with globalism is now you got which is people like uh Biden we got 100 we got almost 100,000 people heading towards the border they've got more people uh, who are illegal immigrants in America than before okay that's going to be hard on the system after a pandemic let alone people coming into the border after during the pandemic it it sounds like they're trying to bring the shit down but here's the here's another thing people coming into the system hurts african americans native black americans it hurts our political value in the united states we we will no longer be it we will no longer we can no longer fight if you got third they if the democrats think they got 30 million new voters you will not be shit to the democrats no more as a matter of fact they already acting like you ain't shit okay so it, it, for me, it is a huge, huge thing about coronavirus. Coronavirus was the turning point. I believe COVID has been hyped by the press, by corporations. I believe that it helped, and that's not to, listen, and that is not to um, offend anyone who has lost loved ones from this disease, okay, from, or from what they told you it was, okay, it's not to uh, to hurt to 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 to. As a matter of fact, if you lost a loved one, you should be really pissed off that people would let they would use it. They would use an agenda like COVID nineteen because they're because they're not uh, they don't make things happen. They're opportunists. These powers that be when they see shit coming down. Oh, COVID nineteen. We can use that to get this done. We can use that to make the people do this. We can use that so they don't care how many people they kill while they do it. They don't care about that because they think it, a lot of them fools think they, they low-key Thanos is, and they don't care about the uh, – uh, they want to uh, ease – they want to have population control. They think it's too many of y'all anyway. So if they got to kill off 500,000 of y'all, so the fuck what to get their agenda done? That's how they feel. Seriously, and y'all listening to people like them every day on the news tell y'all some much bullshit. Like, oh, yeah, you saw CNN with their death ticker on the side. Oh, it was the worst. MSNBC had a death ticker. <laughs> I mean, it was just, and here's the thing. We have a country of 300 million people. 500, one is too many, okay? Nobody should have died from it. But we only have 500,000 people die. You would have thought that it was 5 million. Ten million, no, but because the press, and it's and it's that many with the flu every year, but they don't tell you that shit or a little less, okay? But they hyped up this thing because they want they had an agenda get Donald Trump out, okay, and to be able to set new political uh, set new agendas like now HIPAA ain't shit no more. Y'all on all on TV giving letting people give give shots to you. <laughs> I got my shot today. I got my shot. I don't need to know you got your shot. You can get your shot. That's personal. As a matter of fact, Stephen A. Smith was on getting mad at LeBron James on TV because he didn't want to share that he's gonna get his shot. If you ever, if you heard about that, Stephen A. Smith got mad at LeBron James or something, was saying, you know, this is a time you don't need to be quiet. Well, why the fuck you need to go get a shot because you tell him to? Just because you get on air and give a shot. And it's stupid. Nobody should be looking at a celebrity and decide you're going to go get your fucking shot. Please. They could be, I don't, ain't no telling what they ass is getting. 
what you should be so so the fact that LeBron James wants to keep his decision private, that's only right because if LeBron James get the shot and file the fuck out, ain't none of y'all gonna do nothing but have a whole bunch of crazy ass memorials for his ass. So he he it's up to him and his family if he wants to do that. It's nobody's business and it shouldn't be nobody's business about y'all either. But that's the kind of shit they pushing now. Y'all, you're, they want to bring down the walls where you have, a, a, like, a passports for to show that if you 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 got the shot or not. All kind of bullshit they trying to. This is this is a reset of society, and I believe uh, that powers that be are doing things like that and manipulating it. Also manipulates food prices. It manipulates stock markets. It it, it manipulates markets all around the world. Always follow the fucking money. Like Dion said, it must be the money. It must be the money. <laughs> okay? So when you follow COVID, look at the money and look at who's made a whole bunch of money from COVID. And you'll have all your answers right there. And people say, well, Carlotta, why Why would, the, why, why would people let, it ha- let that happen? Because people are crazy. Like I said, they people low-key Thanos anyway. They don't believe a lot of these people, a lot of these Rich people are eugenists. They don't give a fuck about humanity but themselves. And some of them don't care about themselves, right? So uh, my whole thing is to keep your third eye open and watch these food prices out here in these streets. And not only should you be watching these food prices, okay, but y'all been looking at them gas prices? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all been paying attention? Gas was real good. I don't care what y'all say. Gas was real good a few months ago. Hold on, it was real good. Gas was doing real. The gas prices was real good. Now they slowly creeping up. And they said by this summer, <clears throat> y'all can expect four dollar gas prices. You know why they want to? You do you understand? Let me explain something. Do you know why they want to keep the gates up? Do you know why Joe's being a Santa Claus and giving them fourteen hundred? It's a couple of things. You know why Joe's being a Santa Claus right now and giving them $1,400 stimulus checks? Because, he's, first of all, he's trying to distract. They should have gave them back in October. But secondly, the, and you also here's the other thing. You want to know why they want to keep the gates up in the National Guard there in, in Washington, D.C.? It's not because of that Capitol riot. It's because of the shit they're getting ready to pull within the next year to two years Y'all asses, it may not just be a crazy bunch of conservatives down there on their asses at the Capitol. It may be most of America. And they scared as shit about whatever agenda they about to pass. Trust me on that shit. Okay? So that's why they want them walls erected around the Capitol and everything else, because they about to pull some real shit out here. Okay? And you, by the time y'all look around, <clears throat> after you done spent up your $1,400 stimulus checks, and by the time this summer rolled around, y'all start noticing four dollar a gas, four dollar gas, and a twenty dollar bread. <laughs> no, let's talk, let's hope not, okay? But three, two, maybe two dollar bread, two fifty bread, two seventy five, three dollar bread. They know y'all be ready to uh, hit them up, okay? So let's talk about this. This is according to uh, Fox Business. It's saying gas of uh, buddy analysis, Patrick Dehan argued on Monday that the price at the pump is soaring due to increased demand coupled with the fact that organiz- the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries is not opening the uh, spigot. 
Dehan was refer- referencing the fact that last week OPEC leaders and their allies agreed to maintain production cuts for all countries except Russia and Kazakhstan or whatever. I don't know if I said that right. The news caused West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil, the U.S. benchmark, to spike. Dehan provided the insight on mornings with uh, Maria on Monday, adding that he believes gas prices could increase, e- increase even more by the spring, okay? He noted that U.S. oil production is still over 2 million barrels lower than last year and that OPEC is continuing its production cuts, not increases. Just in the last week alone after OPEC announced those extensions to the cuts, all prices jumped another 12%, he added, okay? Brent crude oil reached $71.38 a barrel overnight after Yemen's uh, launched a uh, drone attack on Saudi Arabia's oil facility. Prices have since pulled back with Brent uh, trading up to $0.25 cents at $69.61 per barrel. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil, meanwhile, gained $0.27 cents to $66.36 per barrel. The attacks on Saudi Arabia followed a devastating winter freeze in Texas and other parts of the country last month, which knocked out production of about 4 million barrels a day of U.S. oil, pushing prices above $60 a barrel for the first time in more than a year. The uh, recent rally in all markets has pushed crude prices to their highest level since near the start of the coronavirus pandemic, fueled by recovering gas demand and production cuts, okay? If the current trends continue alongside higher crude prices, drivers can expect uh, incremental price increases of at least a nickel at their local gas stations in in March, according to AAA news release. Gas prices have been increasing at the pump for the past few weeks, reaching a national average of $2.77 a gallon as of Monday, which is $0.39 higher than the same time in 2020, okay? Zihan noted that Americans are getting out more, and the global recovery from the pandemic coupled with the fact that OPEC simply is not opening the spigot are all factors contributing to the rise in prices at the pump. Okay, so a lot of noise behind me. You guys ignore it if you hear that, okay? But it says, uh, Dehan said the fact that Americans are really starting to get out more and more, as well as the attack on Saudi's last week OPEC decision not to raise oil production is really causing the gas prices to uh, soar, okay? Uh, we could see gasoline demand this summer start to approach some of those normal levels, especially if there is pent-up demands, okay? Uh, we're getting ready to have a huge, huge, huge-ass problem, okay? And they know it. Those fucking idiots up there in Washington, those idiots that you, you guys call your friends and you put posts, you put, you, you, you people who put, especially celebrities, let me talk about these punk asses, who put up pictures of some of these politicians praising politicians. They, 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 they are not, I don't, you don't trust any politician. They only interested in their vote, okay? There's some nice ones, but I still don't want to be friends with you. Only the exchange between the politi- politicians and the voter is, uh, you do your job and I'll give you my vote. It's not, and it doesn't have to be a likable one. If it is, okay, great. But it doesn't have to be one. But they, I mean, but why these these idiots, both the Democrats and the Republicans, are up there in the in the House and the Senate, 
these bums, they know. They know that some shit's getting ready to go down. That's why they're erecting these walls, because these prices is getting ready to go up, up, up. I hope not. I hope we wrong. And it's already a problem with housing. They're already talking about America has a housing shortage, which is leaving regular people out of affording housing. Oh, it's some shit about to go down. I'm just, I just wanted to tell y'all that. Just to ruin, I'm, I'm ruining stimulus check weekend. I had to bring y'all some real, okay? (laughs) You know, pay attention because they got real shit going down. Speaking of that, let's talk about uh, Biden's border crisis that he's refusing to acknowledge that's a crisis, okay? There is a border crisis. There are people. See, now we got our numbers all down and shit. And he want to talk about people not wearing their masks. What the hell are you talking about, Joe, when you just letting people cross the border? Like, you you just letting people cross. That's the, that's, that's a, a, that's a, you want to talk about spreading COVID. That's a COVID spreader. You just letting anybody cross at the fucking border. Okay? But Joe Biden don't want to talk about it. No, it's not a crisis. I, I'm just letting people come on in. According to Fox News, more than 100,000 migrants were encountered at the border in February. <clears throat> the, excuse me. The Biden administration is facing what it admits, it admits is an overwhelming number of migrants at the southern border while uh, scrambling to construct new facilities to hold child migrants. But it doggedly refuse, is refusing to describe the situation as a crisis, Okay. Agents in Rio Grande Valley uh, uh, sector in Texas are encountering 1,500 migrants a day, overwhelming the sector. And Fox News on Saturday obtained exclusive photographs of a temporary outdoor processing site there in Mission, Texas, okay? Uh, It says uh, the site is near the point of contact after the migrants legally crossed the Rio Grande River. There, There they sort them among family units unaccompanied minors and single adults and bust them to the appropriate destinations. But the administration isn't calling the situation a crisis. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's an enormous challenge, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said on Thursday before saying, we don't feel the need, you know, to play games with what it's called. While numbers have been increasing at the border for months, particularly uh, of unaccompanied children and family units, they have spiked since President Biden took office. The number of USCs in custody has tripled in recent weeks while there were more than 100,000 migrants to, migrants to encounter in February. Critics have blamed uh, the dramatic liberal, liberalizing of immigration policy and rollback of Trump-era border protections for encouraging the flow and removing the tools that allow migrants to be kept out or returned to their home countries. Now, let me just stop right here and say this. You're going to have a fucking problem, okay? Because the United States is just printing the fuck out of money right now, okay? Just printing money. You know, them, them, y'all, to be honest, to be honest, that stimulus bill, they really the fuck couldn't afford, okay? That's going to cause us some shit. I'm telling you this, it's going to cause us. Now, I believe the American people should have got the money. But the extra fat that was on that bill, hell no. 
it was a lot of extra fat that they didn't need to give, give put on that uh, that bill. But that shit is going to cause a real problem later on. I'm telling y'all now, that stimulus bill, that shit's going to cause some problems later on. Okay? But now you got people flooding the border because sleepy-ass Joe then told people, well, I'll, I'm just going to, we're going to get this immigration done. I'm just going to let people be in here. I'm just going to, because the Democrats are trying to fucking get more voters who don't end up voting for them anyway, at, like, only at 50 to 60%. And now we're going to have a huge problem because it's going to weigh on the system. Why the fuck they wouldn't come here? You get free health care. You get free food. I mean, you get free health care. You get um, uh, some, some jobs. It's really, in some ways, it's exploitation because the, 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 the way they live is not, is not good in some senses because <clears throat> they get cheap labor and stuff like that. But you can get free school. Joe's trying to give you everything. Why, but you don't want to help the citizens? But you're trying to help illegal immigrants? You know how that's going to weigh on the fucking system? I just want to tell y'all that. It's, it's, they, it's trying to, they trying to throw, turn America into third world. I'm just telling you. You can't afford The system cannot afford too much, okay? Um, it says, I think the answer is no. I think there's a challenge at the border that we are managing, and we have our resources dedicated to managing Managing it, DHS Secretary Alejandro Moria could say last week. Okay, right. Pasaki said earlier this week about a crisis. I don't think we need to sit here and put new labels on what we have already conveyed is challenging. What we have conveyed is a top is top priority for the president. Uh, last week, Biden, the president who gets to bed every night, he probably sleep right now. Well, Joe's probably sleep at six. <laughs> what did y'all do? What the fuck, y'all? Y'all said he gonna be every night. Now I would have thought of it as a good thing. I was like, oh, he it would be a good thing. That's good. The president gonna be. He get a lot of rest. But then again, then I see his ass. It don't seem to help. He seems to get getting slower and slower. I'm like, Joe, did you not get enough rest? <laughs> you can't put nobody in office. Listen, it is hard to. Listen, it's not age that's the problem. You have to be <laughs> fit in your mind to deal with the shit. That's president, and that's why I know he's a prop president. I say he's a propped up fucking president. They are propping him and Kamala's ass up for something. I don't know what they propping him up for, but they popping him up for something, okay? But you know, this is a big problem. This is a huge, 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 huge problem. It says Republicans and immigration hawks have blamed Biden policies for encouraging the surge, particularly his rollback of the Trump era border protections. Uh, like the migrant uh, protection protocols and asylum cooperative agreements with Northern Triangle countries as well as the call for past the citizenships for illegal immigration immigrants already in the country. The Biden administration isn't addressing the crisis. They're exacerbating it. The Federation of the American Immigration Reform uh, Fair Director of Government Relations, R.J. Harmon, said in a statement, this is yet another message that will be heard loud and clear by human smugglers and everyone in Central America. Keep coming to our southern borders. Things will run smoothly once you get here, okay? This is a mess. And why y'all, I'm just telling y'all what's going on while y'all being diverted by the stimulus checks. And that's why they erected them. Because all this shit is going to come crashing down eventually. 
okay? And uh, we're going to all feel it. Just want to let y'all know. Happy stimulus weekend. <laughs> Bullshit with Joe. Joe, Joe is a mess, okay? Oh, my goodness. Minneapolis agrees to settlement with George Floyd's family. Okay, so my settlement is like 20, that's one of the biggest ones I've heard, about $28 million. Uh, Listen, I don't like settlements before trials. I'll I'll be honest with you. I understand the family may need the money, and, you know, and they're trying to get the thing uh, done, but, you know, this usually means a settlement that big usually means some trickery is going to go on a trial. You influence, to me, it's a little bit of a, a tainting the jury. Because once the jury's in there, they they know about this uh, this this money that the family's got, so they're less like they feel like the family. Oh, they, they've gotten nice, they've gotten a nice sum of money, so they're they're likely to feel more uh, compassion for the killer. But it says, this is from Yahoo, the city of Minneapolis on Friday agreed to pay $27 million to Seattle, a civil lawsuit from George Floyd's family over the black man's death in police custody. As jury selection continued in a former uh, officer uh, murder trial. And I don't think that's by accident that they settled this case right during the trial. Okay. Uh, council members uh, right during before the trial while they're selecting jury. That's ta- they're actually kind of tainting the jury already with them with knowing the settlement and knowing the amount blasted out everywhere, juries can be tainted by the littlest things to me. Uh, you know, and it's and and they can't you can't move it to another. It's almost kind of hard to move to another place because uh, the problem becomes then at that point is that everybody's hurt. Okay, so uh, it says council members met privately to discuss the settlement then return to public session for a unanimous vote in support of the massive payout. It easily surpassed the $20 million the city approved two years ago to the family of a white woman killed by a police officer. Uh, Floyd's family attorney Ben Crump called it the largest pre-trial settlement ever for a civil rights claim and thanked city leaders for showing you care about, the, about George Floyd. It's going to be a long journey to justice. This is just one step in the journey to justice, Crump said. Why do y'all keep getting the same lawyers? I can't understand that. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Why do y'all keep getting Benjamin Crump? I mean, is there some other lawyers out here y'all can get? And plus, they're going to take half that shit anyway. That's why I hate. The, 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 the city should have paid that. I, I believe when you when you do something like that, you need to not only pay them the 20. That family should just have the $27 million straight up, but the city should take care of all attorney fees. Uh, they should do that shit too, okay? Because I we wouldn't be having this through your ass if you didn't kill the person to kill somebody's family, okay? They wouldn't have to do it, so you need to pay, okay? But twenty seven million dollars is sad because family ain't gonna get that much, and Crump's ass and them gonna get some. I mean, and then they do this shit right at tri- at the trial selection t- uh, time, which m- makes it harder, a little bit harder to get justice. Hopefully they still they do, but you know, I don't know. Okay, but it's very interesting uh, they picked the they uh, that they did it at this time. So just interesting on that. But it's a, a pretty big chunk of money that you know half goes to lawyers. I mean, a little less than half. Okay. Um. 
what else did I want to talk to you guys about out here? It's a break time. Okay. So, if you guys are just now tuning into the show, I see some people on the lines and phone lines holding on. That's cool. I'm with that. Uh, tonight, I may do a show into when we go off in the hour, because we had a strange thing going on with Blog Talk tonight where something happened. So, I may go into an hour of the show in overdrive, or I will record the show a little later on tonight again for part two, because you're not going to get everything in the show. So, um I'll either report, record part two tonight and within the next hour, I mean within the next couple of hours or so, you know. Right now we got an hour left, okay. But I'm just saying just in case I either do it in overdrive so you want to stay on the phone lines or I will do it. Um, and for those of you who are listening through your blog, to, through the Blog Talk Radio app or you're listening through the computer or, or, the, or, or whatever way you're listening, um, you will have to catch it in the archives, okay. Or when I, if I come back on live. I may come back on live because I know y'all like to hear it sometimes live, okay? So uh, we'll do that if I if I get a chance to. But I just wanted to explain to you the strangeness of the show tonight, okay? All right, so I'm going on a break, and when we get back, we're going we gonna to talk about Pierce Morgan and, you know, J-Lo out here in these streets. Lord, is he going to be is – is J-Lo going to be single again? I mean, come on. I said she got to ask herself the question. Do you want to chase an old hoe around? <laughs> oh, Lord. I, I guess she said no, but uh, according to Alex, they ain't broke up yet, okay? So we're going to talk about that and the Pierce Morgan, Morgan thing with uh, Megan Marco and the Master, Master P and all that. Meanwhile, um, I'm going to go uh, into uh, some music. I love this one. Oh my God, Bruno Mars and Anderson Park, they did this shit, okay? Listen, they are, they they ain't playing. <laughs> they are not playing in this street. I can appreciate some good ass R and B vibes right about now, okay? Here's Bruno Mars and Anderson Park. Leave the door open. It's the CC show. I'm Carlotta. I'll be back in a moment.
For the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news, tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. All right, what's up, y'all? I am back on the Carlotta Chatwood Show. I'm Carlotta, and we are doing hot topics tonight. Strange night, but it's all good, okay? So let's get into this Pierce Morgan thing, okay? So for those of you who don't know, Pierce Morgan stumped stumped off the set, uh, I guess, of his uh, show that he has over in the U.K., okay? Because he got upset about this man talking to him about Meghan Markle. I guess he, uh, uh, you know, because he he said some things about Meghan Markle, and he got upset and he left, and eventually, as we know, he's quit the show or whatever, but now, they said that one of the things that happened, very interesting, they said Meghan Markle personally complained to ITV about Pierce Morgan's report remarks. This is a report, okay? They're saying, this is according to The Hill, it says, Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, reportedly filed a former complaint to the British broadcaster ITV concerning Pierce Morgan's comments about her mental health in her and Prince Harry's recent bombshell interview with Oprah Winfrey. On Monday's episode of Good Morning Britain, Morgan had cast doubts on remarks from the Duchess born Meghan Markle on her having suicidal thoughts. Morgan was swiftly rebuked by medical experts and tens of thousands of complaints, uh, com- uh, complaints were filed against him. Now this is he, he didn't he said he did not believe her and he has the right to not believe her. I don't know why medical uh, people and all these people start coming through and start talking about you know, people have the right to say they don't believe you if even though we know you know that 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 she we don't know how she was feeling she may have been suicidal but he has that right to my personal belief is that he has the right to not believe her if he doesn't want to without everybody breathing down his back. People can say, hey, you know, the suicide people or prevention people can say, hey, you know, it's a very real thing and explain that to him. But if he still don't want to believe it, he only got to believe it. Okay? Uh, but it says on Monday's episode, it sold Good Morning Britain, Morgan had cast doubts uh, 
Okay, it says CNN reported Wednesday that the day after it was announced Morgan would be leaving Good Morning Britain, that the complaint Megan filed to ITV concerns the impact Morgan's comments could have on others and how it could degrade the seriousness of mental health issues. The complaint allegedly did not apply to the personal nature of Morgan's attacks, okay? Following the discussion with ITV, Pierce Morgan has decided now is the time to leave Good Morning Britain, the network said Tuesday. ITV has accepted this decision and has nothing further to add. The development came just hours after the broadcaster stormed out the set of the show after being confronted by his co-host and weather presenter, Alex Bresford, about his comments before the resignation uh, about his comments. Before the resignation, the United Kingdom media regulator UFOM launched an investigation into the remarks saying it had received 41,015 uh, complaints about them by 2 p.m. After resigning, Morgan doubled down on his remarks on Wednesday, writing on Twitter. Twitter On Monday, I said I didn't believe Meghan Markle in her Oprah interview. Oprah interview. I've had time to reflect on this opinion, and I still don't. <laughs> if you did, okay. Freedom of speech is a hill I'm happy to die on. Thanks for the love and hate. I'm off to spend more time with my opinions. Uh, <laughs> I agree with them. I totally agree. Megan, nobody has to believe you. But here's the interesting thing. She is pregnant. And she, I, I, I noticed this after somebody said this on TV this week, talking about I forgot she was pregnant for a moment. She is not only fucking with the royal family. I mean, you know, I, I, this says a lot to me to her personality. I, it doesn't mean I, I do believe she was suicidal up in there, though. I believe she got her ass up in there and realized. Because, see, I don't think Megan was just suicidal about the way they was treating her. I believe Megan was suicidal because she couldn't get the shine she thought she was going to get. Okay, I believe Megan start to have a mental breakdown because for the first time she had to confront fucking race, like in a real ass way, like in a real ass. In America, they made a play with her a little bit, was saying little racial stuff, but she, but she mostly lived in a white world. She grew up in a white kind of world, a biracial chicken and white. But in Britain, they gave her her nigga way cup call, and that shit was traumatic. And her ass didn't know how to do it. So I do believe she was suicidal. See, Pierce Morgan don't understand that part. I understand that part. That heifer had a wake-up call up in there, okay? She didn't believe, she couldn't believe what was happening to her, okay? Now, um, the thing I found interesting is, though, she pregnant, and she did that interview. Like, I would have been like, whoa, I'm trying to have my baby first before I start fucking with these people on real, on real. You know, I'm pregnant. But that's why I said about her being reckless. She's a little reckless, I, I believe. And then she called, she had time being pregnant to call up and complain to ITV about Pierce Morgan. Oh, shit. She's a trip. That's where you see little people, little things of people's personality. That's why I said her ass ain't completely innocent in all of this. Yes, the royal family is racist, but her ass should have known that before she got in there. It's plenty of shit around here that you could have known what your little ass was walking into. So, Forgive me if I don't feel sorry for her ass. But however, that's not all y'all got upset with this main about Megan Markle with this week. Okay. Uh, let's see, what is this? Is this a part? Let me let me pull it up here. It's so many, so much stuff been coming out of Megan Markle. Um what was the part I wanted to pull up? 
Let's talk about uh, should I do Holly Robinson Pete? Holly Robinson Pete's ass. Let me talk, I'm gonna talk about her in a minute. Hold on, let me talk about Holly Robinson Pete's ass in just a second. But Megan, her and Harry's interview. Mm, it started some shit. It's gonna start some real shit. Okay. Now Harry, that's why Harry was looking a little nervous. I think in the interview. Now, if y'all asses ran from London, let me just get this straight. Because this is how they told the story. He didn't want what happened to his mama to happen to Megan's ass, okay? But they asses ran to Canada for only a short time. They was faking in Canada. I told you that. Then they run their ass to Paparazzi Jr. L.A., Okay? And then these people, who, this dude, Harry, Prince, Prince Harry, who says he didn't want what happened to his mama, which I think he might have been talking about something else. He couldn't have been talking about the paparazzi. He must not think the paparazzi killed his mama. That's why, I, that's why I'm assuming. Because you ran to L.A. where the paparazzi's out, and not only you motherfuckers, you and Megan, I'm calling y'all motherfuckers. That's what I'm doing. The Duchess of Sussex and, and his wife. You motherfuckers not only are sitting in L.A., but you... You give y'all giving out fucking interviews. <laughs> Talking big shit. Like I thought y'all was trying to calm everything down. That's why y'all ran away. But y'all come over here and y'all pick it at them. Is that does that make sense? I don't know if it makes sense. They said they was defending themselves, but it was kind of quiet in them. And then her ass did an interview. Let's talk about it. Harry and Megan interview. Listen to this, what they done did, though. Listen to what this interview done did. As fuel to the fire for countries seeking to drop Queen as head of state. Oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this is some deep shit. See, Megan made me think of her differently. I ain't going to say what I think of Megan right now. It's not that I don't think that the, the royal family ain't shit. That, that's not what I'm saying. I told you I do respect though Queen Elizabeth. I do. I respect her. That don't mean I like her. And I like they ways, but I respect the shit. You can respect something you don't like. It's facts. Let me talk about this for a second here. And what I mean is respecting the power they hold and how they hold it. Megan makes me think, you know, I believe in spy shit. I I, I ain't going to say nothing. I know they fucking, they they fucking with the crown right now. I mean, like they fucking with, they, they fucking, Megan Markle is about to do with Diana Or nobody else could do. She might topple the shit out of that crown. And that's not by herself. Believe that shit. Okay. You know, because the last, the last, couple, last couple of years, they've been getting some harsh shit. Andrew, Andrew been running, they was running, Andrew's ass was running around here with Jeffrey Epstein. She had to, uh, she had to push Andrew's ass out the family. Because Andrew's out here, you know, fucking around pedophiles and shit, but so was a lot of Hollywood people, but Andrew, she done really had to banish her own son, Queen Elizabeth, and now, 
she's dealing with this bullshit, oh, it sounds like some shit. Some somebody's coming after that monarchy and coming after it hard. At the same time, fucking with America from the inside too. Ooh, this a Western world takedown, a takedown of European powers. Now y'all, a lot of people saying, yeah, take that shit down. Fuck that, don't take that shit down because we live in it. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm noticing that they fucking tearing America down from the inside, and at the, now they fucking with the monarchy over there with this racial shit, and all of it's about race. Now these, now these are white folks that ain't care shit about race, including the liberals. But now they're using race as a shield for something more ominous. What is it? Hmm. Let's read this article from Independent. In the wake of Duke and Duchess of Sussex's explosive interview with Oprah Winfrey earlier this week, there has been speculations that countries which currently have the Queen as their head of state may reassess formal links with the UK. Uh oh. Uh uh. This ain't good. The Queen is head of fifteen countries besides the UK that are a part of the Commonwealth realm. This includes Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Antigua, Barbados, Barbados, and Bahamas, Tuvalu, okay, and Belize, Grenada, Jamaica, St. Lucia, Solomon Island, St. Kitts. Wow. They talking about dropping her as head of state. I think Barbados has already said within a year they're gonna uh uh they're they're talking about dropping her from head of state. Now Say this, Megan Markle. I will say this. I hope you got some other people behind your ass because that old lady you was calling grandma and y'all talking about, I talk to my grandma every day. She's blah, blah, blah. It's people and powers that sit behind her ass. That are thing, there are things you just don't want to mess with. And I believe, I believe that they are patient and diabolical. That's how they stayed in power for all these years. And Elizabeth has ran her throne longer than any fucking body. She didn't get there. That Taurus didn't get there by being grandma. Mm-mm. Don't get it twisted. Y'all might have fucked with the wrong one. Long. They, lo- 
they lost, they lost, she, and she's a Taurus too? Mm-hmm, she's simmering right now. Yep, yep, y'all done caused her some undue stress at 90-some years old. And you know, old people, and the older they get, the less patience they have for your bullshit. <laughs> mm. It says that, and this is according to Sunday Times, they said international condemnations follows the couple's account of being asked by members of the family how dark their unborn son would be could also um, could also uh, cause a damage to the position of the Commonwealth. They said Australia's Republicans are renewing their push to break constitutional links with the U.K., and there is a growing disillusionment with the Queen's position in Canada following the broadcast of the interview with Oprah Winfrey. Okay, listen to this shit. They are breaking up their fucking kingdom. These these are not people to play with. Okay, Meghan Markle. You and Harry, I don't know who put y'all up to it. I don't know who with y'all, but I hope they with the shits. I hope they are with the shits. That's all I'll say. I hope they are with the shits with y'all because this, y'all have raised hell. I actually think that you could get Diana now. I actually, when you start talking about commonwealth people breaking apart, you're talking about the fucking monarchy losing its position in the world. You think they're going to take to that shit kindly? Girl, you playing with fire. Ooh, 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 ooh. And I don't believe, you know what? I believe race has been a, is a shield for globalism. That's the excuse they'll use. But let me just say this. Um... And we always got to be careful because, you know, some people say, well, bring that shit down. Always be careful of this. What will be in its place? Will it be something better or something worse? I'm not for monarchies at all. That's why we live in America. We don't believe in no damn monarchies. That's why we, we, we rejected them, okay? so I mean, we, we, we fought the Revolutionary War. However... That is the that is an ally of the Western world. Great Britain is. Great Britain whenever America wherever America's at, Great Britain is right there, they'll jump in the fight and fight with America, okay? So I'm just saying this is some deeper shit going on. Where they when you start talking about people using that what she said to to go away from uh letting the Queen be head of state Losing territory, losing colonies. Oh, Megan, I hope you know what you, and yet I hope y'all know what y'all done. And Harry, I hope you know who the fuck she really is. I hope she ain't no fuck. I hope she is, yo, she's sincere. I used to people say, Carlotta, you sound like you're not on Megan's side. No, I know they racist. I've been saying they racist on this show, on this show. I know what the fuck the Royals are. Megan's ass, my question about Megan is how the fuck you didn't know. I don't believe her ass. As a matter of fact, I believe, now I do believe she was suicidal, and I told y'all why, because she had to deal with race. Maybe, but then there's another situation with Megan Markle that I'll say. Megan Markle is pretty strong. If you fighting them while you're pregnant, 
and you got time to call up a radio station about, I mean, a TV station about Pierce and Morgan, bitch, you real strong. I don't know if they would have rattled you that much. I don't know. I'm questioning that. I'm questioning that. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm saying to people not to believe mental health issues and stuff, but I am looking at it a little differently. Also, you know, you, I mean, she, I, I, Megan is, Megan was not Diana. Y'all keep thinking Megan was 19 when she got into a relationship with Harry. Megan's ass was 30-something fucking years old, had been married previously before for a, quite some time, divorced. That, that helped her live a full-ass life before she met uh, Harry. <laughs> she ain't innocent by a long shot. She ain't, she wasn't 17 when she, she wasn't, Diana was a child. She wasn't no damn child. She wasn't no teenager. She grown-ass woman. That's why I say yeah, yeah, be very careful about this situation here. Uh, yes, the royals are racist, uh, are, have racist tendencies. They have a racist background. I said that Harry was running around here dancing with the, the Nazi uniform on and shit at the costume party with the Klansmen and shit. I told y'all that the other week. Some of y'all thought I was lying about that, too. I couldn't believe that. Facts. And she didn't ask no questions. I'm like, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> y'all buy this chick if y'all want to. <laughs> do what y'all want to do. But here, but it, it, it's taking up for everybody's taking up for Harry and Megan, uh, including Beyonce, which I want to talk about Beyonce a lot, uh, in a pretty soon after I got time on the show, not showing up at the Grammys after being nominated for. So she won't be performing, and she nominated nine times. I don't know why the hell they nominated her ass nine times. I'm still confused about them nine, nine nominations. But it says Beyonce shows her support for Meghan Markle and speaks out following the interview. Uh, they said Beyonce shared a message of solidarity. Now, this bitch don't hardly talk to none of her fans. Only time she talked to her fans is by Ivy Park. <laughs> Has Beyonce said anything else on her Instagram? Decide by Ivy Park. <laughs> My new album is coming. <laughs> I'm just playing behind. Behind, don't get mad. I can't. I can't let a show go without saying something. <laughs> they cussing me out right now. Listen, okay. Following her interview with Oprah Winfrey, during the interview titled Oprah with Megan and Harry, a CBS primetime special, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex opened up about race, mental health, and the couple's decision to step down as senior members of the royal family. On Tuesday, the singer shared a message on our website praising the mother of one for her bravery. <laughs> Don't make me laugh about her. Was it the robot? Did they, what, did they wind you up, Beyonce, before you put the statement out? <laughs> Thank you, Megan, for your courage and leadership, wrote Beyonce, alongside an image of the pair meeting at the Lion King premiere in July 2019. We are all strengthened and inspired by you. <laughs> Later this year, that year, Beyonce and her husband Jay-Z won the Brit Award for Best International Group. Let me just tell y'all something. Y'all better quit coming out with something. I know Sarita said that one, too. Don't be fucking with that. Y'all need to stay out of that right now. I'm telling y'all, Jay-Z and Beyonce, listen, Beyonce, robot, listen, this is not the time to speak out. Keep saying bye, Ivy Park. Ain't kind of don't fuck with that international shit with her. Let Megan tell Megan to hold her own nuts right now because Megan got her shit her ass over in there. Because <laughs> Megan's fucking with some real powers. 
and they can make a few phone calls, and you and Jay-Z's ass, y'all already having fire sales. Don't tell me y'all don't believe title and ace of spades and shit was no fire sale. Come on. Let's stop. In my opinion, call out a one-on-one. Anyway, don't be messing. I'm telling y'all, be very, be, don't be cute. <laughs> this is the stuff y'all don't want to mess. Y'all don't want to be in. I'm telling you right now, keep saying bye, Ivy Park. It's like don't put no messages to Megan. You y'all need to te- treat Megan like y'all treated Michael Jackson when he went on trial. <laughs> y'all know how y'all celebrities do. Y'all need to be treating Megan like R. Kelly right now. <laughs> don't get in that shit. I'm telling you. Suddenly the the Security and Exchange Commission might re-up their investigation on Jay-Z shit. Y'all don't want to play no game. Don't play. Uh-uh. 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 Beyonce, shut your little ass up. Go scurry away. Go scurry away, robot. Sit down. Wait for the next performance. Sit down, robot. <laughs> Bye, Ivy Park is all you say. <laughs> <sighs> Jeez. And we got who else? I gotta get all this out. What time? How much time we got? Y'all know I'm so messy on this show. Beyonce. She don't say nothing but buy Ivy Park, but she got time. Thank you, Megan, for your courage and strength. Her answer means coming out talking shit. Be good. I will be treating her like she or Kelly right now. I'll be like, uh uh-uh, uh, bitch. I ain't in it. Oh, what did you guys say about me? You know, I mean, that was my, I mean, I, you know, yeah, race is a problem in America. Hopefully we can all get along. I wouldn't have no opinions right now. I wouldn't look like I was on her ass, her side. I'd stay far away <laughs> for at least a year. <laughs> shit, the Royals are patient. i stay at least a good five years if that shit ain't broke up. Now, if they break up that monarchy, then you can talk shit. But if, if they ain't, oh. I'd be real. Or they put Charles in charge or something like that. Something like that, and you can talk shit. But that little, that other brother getting charged or something like that. Mm mm. I'd be real careful, Beyonce and them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say shit. Megan wouldn't. Have, Megan wouldn't be my friend. I'd be like, girl, you know, we don't have to talk. Uh, you know, you got a lot of problems right now. Shit, I can't talk to you on the phone. I'm gonna pray for you. <laughs> Because she just thought, Megan's going around here starting shit and pregnant. Megan don't know who she's messing with. Maybe Megan is naive to who she's messing with. Maybe she really is. Maybe she's a dumb bra. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't take her to be that, though. She doesn't look like that whatsoever. So I, I, but maybe she is at some point because she really is trying to, like, uh, topple some real powers and shit. Like, where she didn't even really have to get involved at all. Now, Beyonce trying to jump her ass up and say, Megan, thank you for your strength. You better sit your ass down, robot. Sit it down. <sighs> Let's talk about uh, Holly Robinson, Pete. You know, listen, I don't like Holly Robinson. I really do. First, 
first of all, let's talk about Sharon. First of all, we're going to talk about Sharon uh, Osbourne before I talk about Kylie Robinson, okay? But let me put a Sharon Osbourne, okay? Um, Sharon Osbourne. Let me put this on here, you know. Sharon Osbourne got upset, you know, on the, on the, on the, uh, what's it, the talk? Shit, they all the same, the view, the talk, the real, so many of them. But Sharon Osbourne said she was blindsided by Pierce Morgan's segment on the talk and begged them to stop. Well, because Pierce Morgan is her friend, right? And so she was trying to defend him and say he's not racist. I actually don't believe most white people understand the definition of racist. My personal opinion, not all white people, but most white people have a racist problem because what it's about racism is about when you are the when you consider yourself superior or you are in a system where you think you should be treated better and because we've been in a system a world system not only an american system but a world system of where white has been treated where you could get jobs easily where you could get uh i mean easier or where you can your the privilege has created is Privilege and racism are very much connected in white supremacy. And I think that a lot of times when you start to talk to uh, white people about equality and giving up privilege, that's when you'll see racism. They don't understand. They, they mistake racism for prejudice. Being, having prejudice is like, you know, prejudice is not liking someone because of their skin color or something like that. But racism is when you invoke institutional laws and things like that to stop another group of people from succeeding and you do it unfairly and you and so that they can't compete or or with you in any way possible. And if you do this only because of the color of their skin or, uh, you know, the history behind them, okay? So I don't think that a lot of white people understand that definition, okay? And so they always say, I'm not racist, but you really mean you're probably not prejudiced because when it comes down to the idea of privilege, white supremacy and privilege, when you understand it at a deep level, if you've been living in it so long, is it really something you want to give up? That's a deep thing to think about. And I don't know if that many white people in the world have thought about that idea of having an equal footing with other races because I, I think that may scare them somewhat when they really think about that thought process because it, it because what people see racism has is white people or white supremacy has is white people having an unfair advantage and invoking those advantages and situations so that they end up ahead and other groups don't, okay? Now, my only problem is that the powers that be, I think, are now even turning against what people, white European culture, because it's really never been about that. It's, to me, it's about uh, that some powers that believe be are eugenics, and I believe now it's turning into who thinks like me for the powers that be. And now I think white supremacy was used as a cover at one time for eugenics to pull out their things on the world. Now they're using racial relations as their new cover, okay? So <clears throat> very interesting, that, but that, that's a whole other deep conversation. But it says Sharon Osbourne, 68, said she was blindsided, this is according to HollywoodLife.com, by her explosive on-air on clash with Cheryl Underwood, 57, on March 10th episode of the talk. I was blindsided, total blindsided, 
by the whole situation. In my 11 years, this was the first time I was not involved with planning of the segment. Sharon, who has been the host of CBS talk show since its debut back in 2011, said to Verity on March the 13th, she said she begged them to stop to please change the subject because they want to, went to break the first part of the fiasco, which involved her defense of Pierce Morgan. Sharon has been a longtime friend of the controversial Good Morning Britain host who abruptly walked off the air uh, walked off the air, then quit over an air, uh, an, an on-air disagreement pertaining to Meghan Markle's recent interview with Oprah Winfrey. Pierce has stood by his opinion, and Sharon initially opposed, posted a message of support for the 55-year-old host, which led to the viral segment on the top. I blame the network for it. I went on, uh, Sharon went on, explaining that approximately eight minutes before taping Wednesday shows, producer asked if they could bring up Pierce. I said, sure. They can ask me whatever, but then I got on there. I say my piece. It, I say my piece, and Cheryl turns around and straight face looked at me, and is reading from a card of questions. She added, "Okay." At that point, Sharon admits she felt hurt and cut off guard by Cheryl, who joined the season and uh, show in season two after Leah Remy's departure. I was just so hurt, caught off guard, and stunned by what I was being asked and not prepared. I was honestly in shock. The unbreakable Arthur admitted, I felt like I was in front of a firing squad. I felt like a, lion, a lamb held, uh, held out for slaughter. They had me there for 20 minutes, she added, placing blame on the net- network. Okay, let me see if we can hear some of this. Okay, let's listen to a little bit of the uh, what happened between Sharon and Cheryl, okay? I will ask you again, Cheryl. I've been asking you during the break. I'm asking you again. And don't try and cry, because if anyone should be crying, it should be me. This is the situation. You tell me where you have heard him say, educate me. Tell me when you have heard him say racist things. Educate me. Tell me. It, It is not the exact words of racism. It's the implication and the reaction to it, to not want to address that because she is a black woman and to try to dismiss it or to make it seem less than what it is, that's what makes it racist. But but right now, I'm talking to a woman who I believe is my friend, and I don't want anybody here to to watch this and say that we're attacking you for being racist. And and that and, and for that, if I articulate it, I think it's anything, too late. I think that okay. he's already sown. But that that is why I'm saying for me, I'm okay. <clears throat> Listen, this is what I think about this. Of course, now, race is being used. Like I told you, I feel like these a lot of these powers that be, their new thing is using a racial, racial code, racial uh, injustice and everything now to get across their agendas. And, and, and one of the ways they're working their agendas is through diversity, but they really ain't meaning diversity, okay? And they're using black people on these different shows and networks. Now they're even attacking other white supremacists. White supremacists are surprised. They're like, oh, because now it's turning over on white supremacists because it, it, it's, it's never been about them. It's about getting a certain agenda, eugenics, population ideas, control ideas, and everything Across, okay, and they're going to use minions to do it, okay. So now suddenly, race is going to—they're going to hide these powers that be are going to hide behind a good thing like racial diversity. 
and racial death. They're going to hide behind this shit. Well, they've been hiding behind white supremacy. Now they're going to take the mask off of white supremacy and go behind racial injustice. Never fixing the race problem, by the way. Increasing the race problem, right? But looking like they're fixing it. Okay? I didn't hear Pierce Morgan say anything about Meghan Markle. That doesn't mean he's not he's not a racist, but I didn't hear him say anything personally about I mean say anything about Meghan Markle that was racist. Cheryl couldn't answer that. She talked about implications. There was no fucking implications. Him and Meghan Markle and 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 Pierce Morgan had a friendship. Apparently, maybe they tried to date allegedly or something like that. Pierce Morgan, some people believe, felt some sort of rejection. So it may be personal. It doesn't have to be race. And so I do believe Sharon was right in that, even though we could be race in our minds, but there is no proof that, you know, that, that he was being racist. He just said he don't believe her. And Pierce Morgan has been talking about Meghan Markle like that. I've seen him on interviews before for the last few years, before she actually married Harry. So I, I've seen him talk about that. He actually implies that he thinks that she's some sort of, you know, kind of social gold, like a kind of a, he implies that. He does imply Megan being a little bit of a gold digger. He does imply, not a gold digger, but of a social climber a little bit. I didn't hear him say the racial coding. I think black women, like black, some black women in the media and stuff are taking their personal because they feel like it's an attack against black women because they, they're they upset that Meghan Markle went up into a white supremacist family and didn't get accepted. What the fuck y'all think was going to happen? They don't got to accept you. They ain't got to like your ass. And why are you begging for them to like you? Who gives a shit? And why are you caring about Meghan Markle who didn't care about herself enough to investigate the royal family, who didn't care about herself enough to marry a man who was dancing around with a clans, the dude dressed up as a clansman, with an, and he had himself was wearing a Nazi suit. She didn't give a fuck about herself enough to ask some questions. Why do y'all care? It's crazy to me, black women sitting up here defending this girl. I think it's nutty. Now, uh, 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 Cheryl, I, I mean, Cheryl, I mean, uh, I believe I'm going to be, I know a lot of people will be mad at me for this, but I'm going to kind of be on the side, side of Sharon Osbourne. I think Sharon Osbourne was defending her friend. Now, that doesn't mean she ain't racist and got some racist thoughts. I just believe she was saying, hey, Pierce, to me, does not appear to be, this doesn't seem to be a race issue to me. It's something, it's something else going on. But to go on and attack her friend and stuff like that, it's just crazy for Meghan Markle. It's ridiculous, okay? And y'all acting like Meghan Markle is some naive child. Meghan Markle is not a naive child. She was a grown ass woman when she walked her ass up into that uh, castle and, and married that man. Okay? She knew what the hell she was doing. Okay? So let's stop that. Now let me get on here on Holly Robinson's feet fast. So I got to do it. We got a chance to talk about Holly Robinson. Holly Robinson's ass comes up, and I like. I said this before. I like Holly Robinson, okay? I really do. But she's she been doing some wild shit the last a year or so. Remember her ass was on The Apprentice with, with and we talked about this on here with with, uh, with uh, The Apprentice show, and she talked about it. She felt it was racial stuff going on on The Apprentice. She says this some 10 or 15 years, six, five, six years after she'd been on The Apprentice trying to get at Donald Trump. Well, now she's trying to come for Sharon Osbourne, okay? Now, this is what she says. This is according to Yahoo.com. Former talk show host 
Holly Robinson Pete said Sharon Osbourne complained she was too ghetto, okay? Holly Robinson Pete, one of the original hosts of CBS The Talk, has resurfaced claims that her co-host Sharon Osbourne um, complained Pete was too ghetto for the show, resulting in Pete's dismissal. Pete and fellow host Leah Remini, Remini were released from the talk after his first season in 2011. She said, I'm old enough to remember when Sharon complained that I was too ghetto for the talk. Then I was gone, Pete tweeted on Friday. Now, Sharon must not know nothing about the ghetto because Holly Robinson don't seem ghetto at all. I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> I read this up now because I was mortified watching the disrespectful, condescending tone she took with her co-heads to remain calm and respectful. She had to, okay? Uh, listen, uh, uh, Holly, okay, where are you coming from? Did you share this with the world eight years? I mean, uh, how, when was you last on the uh, the talk in 2011? Helfer, did you share this 10 years ago? Because we don't want to hear the story now. Just like you came out with that story about Donald Trump uh, years later. Well, then you could have saved folks from voting for his ass if you had told that story earlier, but no, you didn't. You've been you holding shit and releasing this some ten years uh, ten years later. Let me just say this, Holly Robinson, Pete. If your ass didn't tell this story about Sharon ten years ago, keep it to your damn self. You don't give a shit. You sound like you're just trying to jump in all the arguments and shit. Are you trying to get a role? Is, is she working? Right? Is, she, is Holly working? Where is is Holly Robinson, Pete, working right now? Somebody get her ass. Call Tyler. Get her ass. Uh, get her ass on the. Get her ass uh, on the, excuse me, that's something else coming on. Uh, get her ass right now a job. Kyle Tyler and see if Tyler can hire her because there's some shit going. She, she's not busy. She's up here talking about, uh, what's her name? She's, who's she talking She's talking about Sharon from 10 years ago. And we don't need your story. We don't need your story. We don't need your two ghetto story. <laughs> Holly Robinson, Holly Robinson, P2 ghetto. I can't even believe that. Sharon, that's not that Holly Robinson P is no no. Holly, stop. This I mean I I think more of you than that. Okay, why are you sitting up here telling these old ass stories? We don't want to hear your old ass story. Cause you could have you could have helped your job if you had heard overheard some shit like her saying you was too ghetto, girl. You should have popped that out definitely ten years ago. It could have been big discussion. Sharon, you could have got Sharon's eyes ass off of this. Okay, but ten years later, we don't want to hear your bullshit. Okay, come on, she talking about the unbelievable. What is going on around here? Holly Robinson, people showing up. Now, and we see again. Wait a minute, I had to say something because after seeing the way, no, you didn't. You could have kept your little story to yourself. You could, you could have said, you know, I had some issues with Sharon when I was at the um, the uh, the view. But I mean, well, the talk. But I'm gonna keep it to myself. But hey, I understand or whatever. You just want to be in on the conversation, girl. Damn, that's right. She trying to get some attention. That's why I said somebody call Tyler or somebody to fuck up and get her a role. You can't have this up here coming up with stories 10 years later. Well, you could have had Sharon's ass off the top because she had said that. Crazy. I don't want to. That's unbelievable. Holly, we don't care. God. Well, maybe some of y'all care. I don't. I'm not going to be very. People are. People are going to be mad at me. <laughs> are we ready to talk about? Oh, are we talking about Jennifer Lopez? Yeah, shit. <sighs> Jennifer Lopez. Alex 
Rodriguez look like they broke up this week, for at least for a second. It says Jennifer Lopez is according to Yahoo.com, and Alex Rodriguez revealed their court via USA Today revealed they're still a couple. We are working through some things. You know, when people say they're working through some things, okay, they're right at the edge. <laughs> okay, uh, it says. Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez say they haven't called it quits, drastically changing the course from 12 hours ago. Our reports are inaccurate. We are working through some things, the couple said in a joint statement provided Saturday to USA Today by Rodriguez, Representative Ron Berkowitz. Now, her ass ain't said nothing. It's a joint statement from his people. Mm, okay. The announcement came the morning after a person familiar with the situation but not authorized to speak publicly had confirmed the couple split to USA Today. Multiple news outlets, including People, E, and the Associated Press, had also confirmed the news. Page 6 first reported their breakup. Lopez, 51, and Rodriguez, 45, were last seen together in public at the Super Bowl, uh, uh, Super Bowl in uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, February, one year after Lopez declined to um, – Lopez, uh, after – one year after Lopez headlined the 2020 Super Bowl halftime, okay, the year before, right, uh, Super Bowl 54, okay. So a halftime show uh, with um, with Shakira in Miami, okay. A couple also shared a kiss at the inauguration of President Joe Biden and Joe in January where Lopez sang a mashup of This Land is Your Land, America the Beautiful, and her own hit, <laughs> Let's Get Laugh. My grandma was talking about her ass. <laughs> you know, my granny them, my granny them come from the era of real slaves. They be like, they be talking about your ass when you be out too. Like they, Jennifer, don't feel bad. She talking about me if I'm out too. If I'm singing, she talking about me like, girl, uh, uh-uh, uh, that ain't that tune ain't right. That uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> oh. Jennifer, I'm so sad. She really is Elizabeth Taylor. Is she going to be Elizabeth? She's going to be Elizabeth. You know, oh, man. Poor girl. She's such a beautiful girl. It's obvious she's an old hoe, okay? 45, he's an old hoe. He's an old hoe, okay? You 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 an old hoe if you out here hoeing at forty. Me and you, me and you, men. I don't care how much money you got. Alex Rodriguez got a lot of ass money, and it don't make any young girl jump, okay? But uh, he's an old hoe, Jennifer. And you're in your fifties. You're fifty one, and you he's younger than you. And this old hoe still think he can get the young girls, which he can. I don't know. I really want to say, Jennifer, like, you know, like, here's the thing. There's only one Jennifer Lopez. Shit, Jennifer Lopez got banged. Jennifer Lopez done did them clothing lines. Jennifer Lopez is asking me to make. She didn't make up perfume, all kind of shit. Okay, she got, that girl got bank. okay? She's made the most out of this, this, that career, okay? Now, and she's very beautiful. The thing, that's the thing you got, Jennifer. Like, you know, I'm on my shit, Alex. I ain't got time to play. Now, if you out here and you want to deal with these uh, bum-ass reality TV stars and these young bitches out here, go right on ahead. I ain't trying to compete. 
But if you're trying to be here in my life, get your shit together, okay? Calm down. I am 51. I am not going to be out here in, I'm not going to be with the shit, okay? I'm not going to be knocking on hotel doors no more. Remember when I said Puffy, they said, uh, I said I read the magazine years ago that when Jennifer Lopez was dating Puffy, like she was running around knocking, allegedly, it was a story that she used to run around knocking on hotel door, doors, thinking he was with other bitches in hotels. <laughs> All right, I'm back, back. But that was 20-some-year-old Jennifer. Was it 20-some? That was 20-some-year-old. This is 50-fucking-one-year-old Jennifer. That was 90s Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer done got too old for that shit down. Jennifer like, I am not, that was fucking fly girl, Jennifer. This, this was, that was waiting for the night, well, no, was that waiting for the night, Jennifer? Was that before then? I'm real, Jennifer. <laughs> Listen, Jennifer is not trying to do that shit right now, Alex. Nobody's trying to run around and chase your old ass. And Alex. Do you really just want young coochie? You know what I think, Alex. Here's what I think. I think she got too much. I think that she is a, she's a problem for you. I think that Jennifer is a very alpha female who is trying to probably be very, not trying to be alpha for him right now. She's probably trying to let Alex run shit and everything and act like, you know, she ain't got as much money as him, if not more. And Alex might be intimidated by her ass. And Alex is like, shit, I just can't come in here and control her like I can control these rules, like I can control a reality star, you know? A reality star is going to be, I can control her ass, but Jennifer is me. Jennifer is like, you know, she's she got her, she got fun. She, she's, she's, she's for real. Like, I... This is something I can't handle. I can handle little young girls and reality bitches or people I got to give money and stuff to. But Jennifer, I, what can I give her to impress her? Jennifer Lopez ain't impressed. Jennifer Lopez done dated Puffy. <laughs> Being Affleck. <laughs> Who else? Drake. <laughs> Who else we got? We got so many. I, don't, I can't name them. Who else? Who else? Look, damn it, Mark Anthony. Oh shit, he's up there. He's intimidating. Fuck. He's like Jennifer. Jennifer. I think he's. I think you're gonna have lots of problems with him. I think you're gonna have lots of problems because I think he wants to be the real alpha, and he can't with you because you're not. He can't control you. You're an alpha. You got money. You got fame, you got real shit, and you don't have real, real men even more powerful than his ass. Can I tell you the truth, Jennifer Lopez? I'm going to say something shocking, real shocking. I think the one for you is Puffy. That. Yeah, I said it. Y'all like, Carlotta, wait a minute. I thought she was running around knocking on hotel doors. Yeah, she was knocking on hotel doors back with old ass Puffy. 
And y'all saying, Puffy can get a younger girl. He running around with young girls, too. I know. But Puffy's ass was in love. He got nostalgia for Jennifer Lopez. That's the one that got the fuck away. Okay? He, she is the one that got the fuck away in his head, I think. I believe that. Scorpio, that Scorpio male's head, Jennifer Lopez is the one who got the fuck away. Okay? And that Scorpio, Scorpio male's got an admiration for a bitch like Jennifer Lopez. They like, this bitch, she's dope. And he got more money than her. He ain't got to worry about her ass. He, but Puffy is, Puffy is that dude. Puffy is not worried about her. They got, he got kids, she got kids. Just get it together, bring it together. That's who you need to try to work with. Try to go back and see if you and Puffy can rekindle some shit. Okay? But this dude is not, he's, I believe he's going to fuck around on you, Jennifer. I think he's going to fuck on you, around on you even more because he is intimidated. He is scared. He don't know how to handle the fact that you got as much money as him. See, a lot of dudes with money, they want, they like women that they can kind of like, you know, they can dote on. Like, you know, if you, how you going to impress Jennifer Lopez with a private plane? Jennifer's like, bitch, I've been on a private plane before shit. I was rolling on private planes with Puffy Stats. What you showing me? You ain't showing me shit. <laughs> How you going to impress Jennifer? How is you going to? There's nothing you can do. Hey, Jennifer, I bought you a new Bentley. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I'll add it to my other four. <laughs> hey, Jennifer. Yes, I bought good penis. Uh, yeah, I've got that. I've had that before. What else you got? Yeah, he's intimidated. He is completely intimidated by her. And Jennifer Lopez, you can't help that you have built your shit up. You can't help that you about that life, that you you a real alpha female. Rihanna's going to have the same problem because Rihanna's an alpha. That Pisces over here. But that Pisces love, what she does is she gets humble in other ways. See, I'm scary. I'm kind of scared for her because she gets into relationships where they can be abusive. She got to calm her ass down. She's got to get, she was dealing with that, that Muslim guy who had a lot of money, which was smart to go with a dude that has a lot of power and money more than her. But she needs to find that in something that understands her and can be a little bit, because Pisces tend to, you know, they run to the kind of abuser types. She needs to find somebody who is on that level but can understand. I really like Drake for Rihanna, you know, but that Scorpio and that Pisces, they're going to be shit. No, maybe not. Because I think he has the potential to be, I think he sincerely really liked her. Like, really like you. I just, he couldn't calm down. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. So, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to go off the air real quick. I am going to go into overdrive. For those of you who are listening to the show right now, I'm going to go into overdrive real quick, and I'm going to be right back on. I'm going to try to do the show, the rest of the show in overdrive. For those of you who are listening right now, I will, I mean, who are listening through the internet, I will check you guys uh, on the archive show, okay? I'm out. Y'all have a good one. For the rest of you guys, stay on. We're going to end it with Champagne Life Neo. We're going to go into overdrive this moment. Yes. It was a beautiful day. It's going to be a beautiful night. Break out the champagne. Everybody get a glass. Let's start it off sexy. What do you say? And all the ladies say And all the ladies say Think I like that And all the ladies say 
Welcome to the champagne life Where trouble is a bubble in a champagne glass Dreams and reality are one and the same And we gonna do it like this Got an addiction for life in this baby Like every day is my birthday No, but I'm kidding And reserve the time I step for my show later and I will do a part two for you guys so if it cuts off at any time because Black Talk's been acting up out in these streets it's real good right now <laughs> uh, then we will I will do continue the show maybe within an hour or I'll do it tomorrow okay but let's talk about I was talking about J-Lo and I was just saying that Jennifer has a problem that a lot of powerful women have and even women powerful women that don't have as much money as us but that just have a power of it where they can take it or leave it. You know what I'm saying? That's very intimidated, intimidating to a lot of men, that energy that she has. I mean, Jennifer Lopez has is, is managed to, to, uh, to do, she's managed to make 
I mean, to do some breaking. Hold on, you guys. I'm gonna. I'm changing out headphones here. Okay. So uh, just crazy around here. Okay. Oh no, I thought I was. Did I change them out? Maybe not. Okay, we'll change them out on break. Okay, listen. All right. So Jennifer has got a problem with an old hoe who's not confident in himself with being with a powerful woman like her. And he's probably a hoe anyway, okay? He's probably a hoe anyway to begin with. And now he's seeing that there is nothing he can do, like, to impress her ass. There's nothing. She, she's been through it all. She's had powerful men before. So there is nothing that he can give Jennifer Lopez that impresses her ass. There is nothing that, you know, he, that he can do. And, you know, she simply probably wants just love to be with him and really is in love with him and feeling him and everything. And she's probably pretending to be uh, less than alpha, but he knows that's some bullshit. He knows that she's very much alpha. He's probably make, letting her, she's probably letting him make decisions and stuff. But he realizes that Jennifer Lopez, like, you know, Alex Rodriguez played baseball, one of the greatest shots. Shot, Short stops in the history of, of of the game, but that money that a lot of that money stops shit after baseball. But Jennifer's catalog and she, and all that shit she's doing just keep right on going. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So there, and and Jennifer was at the you know singing at the inauguration. I mean, what was it? What was that shit? Joe Biden? The, oh, the the sworn in the ceremony and shit. That's a lot for his ass. He that's a lot. He don't know how to handle that. You know, he's it's it's no longer if you know if it would have been like if he probably would have met Jennifer during the time he was a baseball star, you know, it probably would have been very different. But he's meeting her post baseball career, and she it's it's going even higher. You know, in in her fifties, she's kind of legendary even in her fifties. So I mean, this is a he's with somebody that's kind of in some senses. He, out of his damn league. As fine as he is. But Jennifer can't help it. She can't help that she's a boss. And so uh, my advice to Jennifer Lopez is, Mommy, listen, I know it's hard to find a man out in these streets. You've been going through it just like Holly Berry's ass. And I don't know, you know. My ass is to say, go, I keep, I feel like puppies to do. I feel like you you might need to find a dude or exec or somebody with that much money and clout that's got more than you, more earning power than you, and who can, uh, who's not intimidated by you. Puffy, it would not be fucking intimidated by you because Puffy created you. So Puffy is not going to be intimidated the fuck at all, Okay. And with Puffy, you you know you you know he 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 has children. Most of them are grown, except for the young girls. The girls are around your kids' age, the twin girls, and that other little one he got. I know she's like that hoe. I don't want to get back with that hoe. But yes, that hoe loves you. I think. I think he always really cared about you. My personal opinion is that Puffy was in love with Jennifer's ass. She's the chick he couldn't get back because she was on a career height, and that I think actually he would take your ass back, and I think he would change his fucking life. That's what I personally believe. I believe he'd be loyal as fuck. He loved the idea of marrying Jennifer Lopez because he's a Scorpio, and he's about that power. Yes, Scorpios like power. Like, Carlotta, are you saying you like power? Yes, we love power. 
We do. We do. I'm not going to lie to you. We like it. We like, we, we, and I'm a Virgo moon too, so in my head, I'll be like, you know, I, I, Puffy's already got to see it. Like, you, you come to Puffy with the idea of getting together. Puffy's like, damn, that's like some Jay-Z and Beyonce shit. Puffy likes that shit. Puffy loves that shit. That He loved that shit when you was with him years ago. He got memories of that. That shit fueled him. He just, he just messed it all up by fucking around with, you know, going into the club with you and taking you with and the shine shit happened. And, yo, you needed to get away from that. But now he's much more mature. He has to rock. He has all this shit. You need to either get a dude like Puffy or get a dude that is similar to that because there is no way this guy, Alex Rodriguez, is going to uh, ever be comfortable with being with a woman like you, as powerful and as strong and has, uh, you know, as has self-made as you. It is what it is, J-Life. And that's some shit that real powerful women got to come to terms with. You know what I'm saying? You just do. I mean, especially when you got the money to go with it. You know, like you can be a powerful chick like me, right? And I'm a powerful chick. I consider myself an alpha, okay? But, you know, like I ain't seen no shit. Like, you know, I ain't been in no private jets and shit. Now, I would be impressed. My ass would be impressed. Get me, my ass would be impressed. Bitch, I'm like, I'm still very alpha. I still be like, that still ain't going to keep me, though. <laughs> I mean, I like it all. And trust me, I might be like, damn, this is nice. But at the same time, it's not enough to keep me if you disrespecting me. So men like that, men are intimidated. Sometimes men can be intimidated by that kind of energy. Like, ain't nothing I can do. I don't show this bitch private jets and boats and yachts and shit and her ass is still willing to walk away from my ass with the car. It's like, what? You ain't got no money, but you where you going, girl? I'm like, I'm putting up with this shit. <laughs> right? So they stay intimidated by the walk away power. But you not not only does Jennifer Lopez got walk away power, Jennifer Lopez's ass got money power. She ain't gotta wait on she ain't gotta she ain't got to be like, damn, what I'm going to do out here without Alex's money and shit. <laughs> she ain't got to plot her lead. She ain't got to uh, She ain't gotta, uh, think about, you know, if, how her brand is going to be without Alex. She can just walk the fuck away. Okay. I'd even say, I'm going to even say some real shit here. Jennifer Lopez is more powerful than Beyonce. Y'all like, what? So is, so is Rihanna. You know, y'all got to think about Beyonce for a minute, okay? Beyonce and Jay-Z helped each other, but Beyonce has significantly put her push into uh, into Jay-Z. Everything that Beyonce got is riding the fuck on Jay-Z, okay? Uh, Beyonce loses power without Jay-Z. Y'all like, "Uh uh-uh, the Beehive, we still going to be behind I ain't talking about y'all crazy beehivers. I'm talking about Beyonce loses a sense of power with um, 
in the business world and things like that because Beyonce is, was more than her father. It's always been a man in front of Beyonce. Her father was the man, and then it transferred over into uh, Jay-Z. And I'm not saying Beyonce is doing it the wrong way because I like the way she, she sings. Beyonce is a Scorpio moon. She probably is very alpha, but she doesn't, you don't see it. She's the power behind the force, right? Uh, so she she's hid behind Jay Z. She's cloaked behind him, like she was cloaked behind her daddy. Okay, but girls like Jennifer Lopez haven't been that. She, girls like Jennifer Lopez, like fuck that, I ain't gotta cloak myself behind nobody. <laughs> I'm out here about that life. I'm trying to make this money, honey. Okay, so so women like that have to understand that you put yourself in a different place when it comes to love and that men will be very intimidated, especially when you have a younger man who has probably a little bit less money and his earning potential isn't as much as it has yours still is. Like Alex Rodriguez is an athlete. His earning potential is not the same. Alex ain't out here on no, I don't see him on no, uh, no, like Michael Strahan and shit is, Continue making money. Michael Strahan's out here on Good Morning America. He's done transferred that 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 football life into a sportscaster, actor, all kind of shit. Okay, but Alex is hasn't even though Alex had a big, huge ass contract when he played, he hasn't been able to uh, transfer as far as we can see on on the on the outside into some you know that that baseball career into other things. I mean, it may be, you know, on an investment tip, but not really in terms of uh, tangible businesses and movement that you can see. He looks like, you know, it stopped with baseball. You know? I get what I'm saying out here in these streets, okay? So, uh, you know, I don't hear about Alex owning no teams or getting involved in no teams. I mean, I heard it recently with Jennifer Lopez, but, you know, it's it's different when you ain't got it before coming to a chick like Jennifer because Jennifer is not going to be impressed with your shit. She's not. She's not. She's the same. Alex, you can't impress her. You can't. I'm sorry to tell you, you can't impress her. Now, you got you to accept that shit and, and put your dick up. And only use your dick with her, or you gonna have to go on and go go on out here and get you a young girl that you can impress the fuck out of, okay? Because she's not impressed by it. Ain't nothing you got that Jennifer Lopez ain't okay? And you gotta come to terms with that. And if you can't, go out here and get somebody who who will be impressed, okay? That's what the problem is. That's it. And Jennifer, think about, consider going back to Puffy or someone like him, okay? Because Puffy is always going to be moving. Puffy is not that dude. Puffy, Puffy is not the dude that is not going to be moving. Like, you know, i tell you something. Listen, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Can we, let's have this conversation, okay? We talk about powerful men, okay? I would... Tell if I had a a a, a, a girlfriend uh, that was single in these streets, these days, I mean, I would actually tell them, I would advise them to do like Puff. And the reason why is because what I love about Sean, what I love about him, what I love about him is he don't he he he's different. Even from Jay Z, Jay Z's a slick motherfucker. I don't know, I don't, I don't trust his ass at all. But 
And Sean is, is a slick motherfucker, but Sean is different. There's something about Puffy that I trust more. I don't know what it is. It may be the Scorpio thing. I don't know. I know people say, yeah, I know what the rumors are on these streets about him being bisexual and shit like that. Okay, yeah, I get that. I believe in, you know, you know I, I know what I believe in. But here's the thing. I wouldn't tell a, whim, a woman to go towards him because Sean is a mover. He is a very, if you even seen the Biggie, I was just watching, I watched the uh, Biggie documentary the other day. And, I mean, he was such a force. I mean, to me, Biggie wouldn't be what he is without, without, without Puffy did. Puffy is such a force. I mean, like, he is such a force and everything. He's not easily intimidated. Like, I love that shit. I love it. He's just not easily intimidated. He's always going to be about his business. And he's always going to see if he's always going to see you as a, see some sort of asset to you because he is a Scorpio. He's always going to be looking at you as like, uh, yes, love is important, but he's also going to be looking at assets. Do I think he's a ruthless dude? Yes, fuck I do. But I would, if you're going to date somebody powerful like that, I'd advise a dude like, especially a dude who's moving. Like Lori Harvey. Lori Harvey wasn't understanding. She was so young. She wasn't, she fucking with a, a future, fucked around with future. She got it now. She done got that shit now. But she didn't understand what she had with messing around with Puffy. You know, she broke up with him for a minute. You, you need, She needs to be with a dude like Puffy because Puffy, in some senses, gives you, introduces you to a, a upper echelon clique that, that you won't get anywhere you know what i'm saying he could you could make some moves with puffy right but stay with him i don't know you know now i heard he was now i heard some terrible things about him and cassie but that's because cassie was powerless and and you know she was just up there fucking with the money you know she she was powerless in that relationship you know and and, and that us scorpio was probably being an asshole to her okay but I think that Jennifer Lopez, she would not be powerless. Now, he does show a little bit of, of possessiveness because he's a squad, but I actually think that he is a dude that you can handle if you let him know straight up you what a, who you who the fuck you are, right? You know, I think he's gotten women, Kim Porter. No offense, I don't want to speak ill of because I, you know, but I think Kim Porter stayed too long. I think Kim Porter, uh, uh, Kim Porter wanted to need him. She, she was like, she beautiful girl, but, and I think now that I've heard a lot, I've heard a lot about her after her death. It seemed like she was very talented, you know, but the problem was is that I feel like a lot of her, her thing was found in him, like her, her idea, her thing for herself, and so that when he took that, when he take that shit away, he, it, I don't think she felt very powerful. Like when he took her, she wasn't a chick. She even though she pretended like she was walking away, he always knew she was the fuck there. You know, he knew that that damn Scorpio can feel sis you out. He can feel that shit. He get off the bed. That he know he knew that any time if he wanted to walk into. Uh, Kim Porter's life with a big ass ring, he could have got. He knew that about her, and that's what fucked this situation up. Okay, that's what fucked her up. She she was too much there. She was too much available. 
You know, I I never heard, and maybe she was dating other dudes on the down low or something, but you never saw her publicly. I mean, you know, with other dudes and stuff like that. I said, I mean, then I mean that Negro Puffy was doing. I mean, he was dating. That's how he started. I mean, he was messing around with Jennifer Lopez on her, and she never had the power to completely, to me, in my opinion, walk away. So to me, that's why he didn't respect her. Cassie, same thing. Cassie was with a lot of financial, very pretty girl, but. She was young and dumb. That's why I tell men out here, men think that they can get a young girl and shape her. That's not true. I, let, me, let me explain this to you. Let me explain men, to men something. Women evolve. That's why I think the men in the dating sphere and all that stuff go wrong. At. They feel like getting younger, you can train a young girl. That is a damn lie. When women get about 26 and 27, even women that you've trained, okay, they out, women always head start to turn in, want to learn something, want to do something, or, you know, or something like that. And you can't stop evolution, okay? <laughs> so sometimes you can't, you can't treat a woman as if you're going in there to train. Young bitches will figure you out too and dump your old ass, okay? So it, 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 the thing is, is that I think then Cassie's proof of that. Cassie was a young girl puppy guy with, and I think puppy was trying to, trainer, he was on some crazy shit and eventually Cassie's like, I bitch, I'm out of here. I ain't got I don't need your money that damn much <laughs> You know, and and now she's she's seen it all. Now she's went on to have a happy life, but so a, a so called happy life. I mean she may miss the funds, but she might not miss Puffy so much, okay? Uh but I think a woman like Jennifer Lopez will balance out a dude like Puffy. I think a dude, a puppy needs a chick that he, with, with Jennifer Lopez, I think there would be a level of respect. Like, I'm not going to fuck this up because, you know, I fuck it up, but the whole world knows that, you know. And I think he needs to see he can get something. Uh, there's a partnership, an alliance there, not that he's just the whole shebang, you know. So I would say I would, I would advise a powerful woman, if I had knew a powerful woman, I would advise her to go for somebody like Puffy because even though I have my misgivings about Puffy, yes, I do, but I do believe that he is a go-getter and he is not very intimidated of much. And you won't, he, he's not a dude you can intimidate, I mean, that that is going to be intimidated by your fun. He's just not, he's not that guy. And I don't think he would be that guy with Jennifer Lopez. I think he would see, her, see it as an asset, especially in his age and time, okay? <clears throat> now, we said we were going to talk about Master P up in these streets. <sighs> Lord, Master P. Now, I told you, Master P done tried to sell out here. I, what's his name said? He's talking about it. Master P done tried to sell pancakes, hot sausage. Now Master P wants to open up an HBCU. He wants to own the HBCU. Oh, Lord. The message is all about educating our people. This is according to Complex.com. It says, the recent highlighting of historically black colleges and universities has led many to learn that the most of these schools were founded on land grants provided by the government during the Reconstruction era. Realizing this has motivated Master P to take uh, managed into his own hands to change the future. Master P took to Instagram where he revealed his life goal 
has now changed. I used to want to own an NBA team, but now I want to own a HBCU. Opens opens, uh, his video caption. Uh, This message is all about educating our people, Master P said in the video. Anybody that's listening to this and has a business, I want y'all to join the movement with me. We need to make sure our kids get educated the way other cultures are educated. The spotlight is being reinforced on a uh, refocus on HBCUs in recent years. Michael B. Jordan created the Basketball Invitational to showcase talent in institutions, and NBA has put an emphasis on supporting them. During the NBA All-Star, the league generated $3 million that will be used to promote the college and universities. It was part of the reason why we're in Atlanta, NBA Commissioner Adam, Adam Silver said per CNN. Atlanta is home to a host of HBCUs, including acclaimed uh, Atlanta University, uh, you know, and Morehouse Film and all that, okay? He wanted to extend this goal on his own. He explained in his IG caption that HBCUs graduate more women than any other league of higher education. They probably give them more a lot of debt, too. <laughs> Uh, this includes the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, child, please, uh, who graduated from Howard University in Washington, D.C. Okay, listen. Stop, Master P. Just stop. Here's the deal. What happened to Reebok? Because we were just talking about buying Reebok a couple of weeks ago. Now we just jumped to the fucking HBCUs. I mean, damn it. What is going on here? I mean, what happened with the Reebok? Shit. I'm just thinking they're just putting out. They, now they're just trying to get publicity. Now it's just, I want to buy this. I want to buy that. I want to buy this. I want to buy that. I want to buy Nike. I want to buy this. I mean, it's going to be something. It's just every week something. I'm starting to think you ain't going to buy shit. Okay. Let's get the, the, let's get the, let's wrap up the uh, uh, Reebok deal. And then we can talk about HBCU. Okay. Oh, I have my, what is going on? He done went from, he done, he done went through a lot of stuff, pancakes, HBCUs. I mean, it's a lot of things. I'm, it's a lot. It's a whole lot. Grammy Awards. Are you tired of kissing Beyonce's ass yet? I just want to ask. Can I ask that question? Are we tired of kissing Beyonce's ass? Have we, have we had enough? According to NME, Beyonce opted not to perform at Grammys 2021 despite leading nominations. Now, I have a lot to say. I've already said my piece about her getting nine nominations. In the year where her protege, Chloe and Haley, had a better album than she did. Beyonce opted not to perform at the Grammys in 2021, despite leading the nominations, according to the show's producers. The annual Music Awards show will take place on March the 14th after being pushed back from its original end of January spot due to coronavirus pandemic. In an interview with the Los Angeles Times, Grammy producer Ben Winston, who was working on the show for the first time, said Beyonce had chosen not to perform as part of the ceremony. It's unfortunate because she's such a big part of the Recording Academy, he said. We absolutely wish we had her on stage. Asked whether viewers uh, might think it was strange that the most nominated artist of the award wasn't part of the show, Winston replied, they might. <clears throat> the producer also revealed that another unnamed star had turned down an offer to perform because she was like, I got snubbed three years ago and I'm still annoyed about it. 
Winston said he told her, right, right, but you know that's nothing to do with me. She said, I don't know. It sort of it sort of is, isn't it? Beyonce leads the Grammy 2021 nominations with nine nods, including Record of the Year and Song of the Year for Black Parade. Lord have mercy. Plus Record of the Year for her Savage Remix collaboration with Megan Thee Stallion. It was previously reported that she was in a talk to perform the latter track at the ceremony, okay? Hmm, so maybe she will do, uh, she should. Beyonce, you definitely should do uh, uh, the song Savage with Megan. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, my personal opinion is, I, and Beyonce, I'm a, let me do something to hopefully make her perform, okay? Y'all can pass the word along. I think she don't want to perform because it's the year of coronavirus. She won't get out of sign. The Grammys is going to be less, uh, 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 you know, celebratory, you know, like it normally is because of all this pandemic shit, you know. And she, she don't want to share her shine with the pandemic. <laughs> Demi, I'm Beyonce. I don't want to do that. I want all the shine. She got a Mars and Leo. Her Mars is in fucking Leo. I want all the shine. That makes her a great performer, right? Yes, I see you. I see you, B. Anyway, she shouldn't have nine nominations anyway, Grammy Awards. That's ridiculous. Nine fucking parades. I mean, really, who the fuck? I mean, who? This is why a lot of artists are talking about boycotting this shit, because it's, it's out of control. Beyonce does not deserve nine Grammy nods fuck is going on? Y'all didn't give Beyonce, I mean, I think of all the great singers in time class, and y'all give Beyonce 9, 10, 20, shit, y'all asses barely wanted to give Prince nominations. This is some bullshit. Nine for a piece of shitty ass song. I didn't like Black Parade. I know some of y'all did, but I didn't, I ain't heard y'all playing Black Parade like that. I ain't, y'all don't lie. <laughs> Just like y'all didn't watch uh, Black is King. Don't say you watched it. You didn't. <laughs> Most of y'all didn't, except for the Beehive and me. <laughs> me and the Beehive. Me and the Beehive took out, uh, paid $6. I'm still paying Disney. Damn it, I'm going to cut my Disney out. What the fuck is going on right here? Since that Beehive, you know how you get caught up in the app? Sometimes I got caught up in the title that. I took out a trail and I forgot to turn the shit off. Now I got to try out this Disney Plus. Damn it. I just thought about it. Listen here. Beyonce, nobody paid attention to Black is King. I paid for it in the Beehive. And that was it. The rest of y'all, nobody cared about that album. Disney is trying to get their money back. I understand. Disney, stop. I told y'all to show that shit. on the, You should have showed it during Christmas. A Christmas special. Damn it. Show it next year at Christmas or something like that. It'll do, it'll do blockbuster ratings. You can't pay. You don't want to pay for Beyonce like that. Like that. Nobody really wants to. I had to because I, I wanted to review it for people. But really, like, we only want to pay for an issue doing shit like Savage. 
And when Beyonce does shit like Savage, I'll pay for her ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's being braggadocious. Queen B don't want no no smoke with me and all that stuff. She's talking that shit. Oh, yes, I'll pay for it. That's her thing. This other stuff, not her thing, okay? Acting, not her thing. Acting, not her thing. I say it again. Acting, not her thing. Disney, if you have other movies in the works, if we don't pay for acting, extreme acting classes, I mean fucking extreme acting classes, let's let that go. Okay? You're going to have a problem. You're going to have a huge problem. You're going to be forever trying to sell her ass. And now she's fucking with the queen. You know what I'm saying? Trying to hang on Megan Markle side. I got to calm her ass down. And now she's telling the Grammy she don't want to perform. What do you mean you don't want to perform? The Grammys kiss her ass way too much. Nine nominations. I, I don't know. Is Matthew still sitting on the board? Ain't he off the board? He's been off the board for a while. Damn, he left that much of an impression. Why are y'all still nominating? Is Jay-Z on the board? Who's on the board? Damn it. Live Nation? Somebody from Live Nation? Who's on the damn Grammy boards that keeps giving her these things? I don't know. But it was a shitty ass album. What is it? Blackest King and Blackest Parade. Y'all say y'all like Blackest Black Parade. That shit was terrible. I don't care. I know it was talking about black businesses. It was a terrible ass song. And I don't believe you because I because I see the numbers. I didn't hear it on the radio. I don't hear the streaming records being broken. Lies you tell. I hear all of you. Yeah, I like Blackest Parade. Lies. Even Beyonce's taking a hit the last few years when she tries to do things outside of her box. And, you know, Miss Tina tried to make it all nice. Like, Beyonce tried to do black things, and it hurt her. No, Beyonce, cause be, it's not Beyonce's lane, Miss Tina. We don't believe her. We, we believe Solange when she does stuff like that because Solange is consistently that. But Beyonce is not consistently that. I believe Beyonce, when she's shaking her ass and walking down the thing and she's talking shit on her albums and she's, you know, she's talking about, you know, hip TikTok when I dance on that demon time, I might start my OnlyFans, Big B and the Beast. If you want to see some real ass, baby, here's your chance. Yeah, that's, that's Beyonce. I don't believe her with the other shit. It seems like she does that. She comes out to do that to either get some clout. It doesn't seem sincerely her. You know, we, people can feel when it's not you. Like, it seems like when she wants a Grammy Award, she puts out a song like Spirit. I mean, when she wants a, a cat, she really wanted the gun for Oscar. So let's put Spirit on the album. <laughs> I mean, she's so over the top. We can tell. We like... Bitch, we see you. you. You're trying too hard. And that's the problem. Beyonce wants her to take a ser- her seriously at the wrong time. It seems like she's an opportunist. She seems like she comes in like Black Parade. When Black stuff is in, here come Beyonce toting out Black Parade. Hey, I got a Black song to throw out here. Woo-hoo. Hey, it doesn't seem sincere. That's what it is, because we don't see her normally doing shit like this. 
And then when she shows up, she looks like a fucking robot. Like she ain't even there. So we don't even know if the, if if she ain't if she's a human. Is she human? I'm telling the truth. I know y'all hate me. I'm sorry. I don't believe she deserved nine Grammy Awards. The six is in. Nine? Now, I believe Solange was that. Solange has been consistently that. Consistently. Consistently. Very black in her approach. Very black. I don't, I don't know if it's an act that she she made up herself to, to get all the way from the Beyonce sexy image. But the whole point is, if it is act, Solange has been consistent with the act. Now, if Solange had released Black Parade, I would have believed that shit. I said, that's good, Solange. Beyonce, I don't believe you. I believe you are opportunists. You and your husband who jump in at any time that you can when stuff is popular. And, and what happens is when people don't get it, or people kind of look at you kind of like, I don't buy you. Then you 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 get you get upset and then you will say, well, it's because of, I I I did something like race. No, it's because we don't buy you. You sitting up here like, I mean, it's like you try too hard. When if you really want to be a person about racial injustice and things like that, there's a way to do it that you can put yourself constantly. You know, you don't have to put harm your businesses and stuff like that. I get that. But there's a way that you can do something. And it's not just donate. You know, because anybody, when Harry Belafonte, first y'all wasn't donating shit until Harry Belafonte started getting in your asses. And then suddenly y'all start donating and shit. Now he's giving you awards and shit. But all I'm saying is be sincere about the shit. Where people can feel feel it. Be sincere. If you want a Grammy Award, Beyonce, Oscar Award, you know, quit trying so damn hard. You know, just do you. That's really what it is. Just do you. It it feels like you never do you. It feels like you do a whole lot of other things. It just feels, she feels so contrived. She is the most contrived artist to me. I mean, I like her, but she's so, she's so, poor thing. She's such in a bubble. Sometimes I feel sorry for her because it's such a bubble. Like, it's such a book. When she talks and become herself, people criticize her, so she really doesn't know how to be herself. You know what I'm saying? She's scared to be herself. And when she, when she, when she's like a robot, then she, you know, she's in a prison of sorts. And I really feel sorry for her because I really think she should just fucking be herself. You know, it's so contrived when you come out and say, hi, Megan, we support you. And then buy Ivy Park. Like, it's like, do you talk? Do you talk? How do you, I don't even know how people are in the beehive, because really she never talks to them. I just don't understand it, but not, yeah, neither me here nor there. Now, the Grammys, I will be through kissing her ass after this year. If she didn't perform or show up at the Grammy Awards, uh, screw you and Jay-Z, okay? I, I, I start to shut it out, because I'm not going to be kissing your ass. You shouldn't be getting the nine nominations any damn way. But I don't know. Beehive, I've made my rant for the day. I'm sure that I will be getting hearing it <laughs> soon from all of you. <laughs> oh, let's talk about Stacey Dash. 
Stacy. Stacy's come back to the black community. Stacy tired. Stacy don't want. Stacy is like, you know, I loved it. I've been seeing y'all play the memes. It's one of my favorite parts in the movie Queen. Queen is a, if y'all never seen the movie Queen, it's a kind of a second part to Ruth. It's about Alex Haley's grandma, who was half uh, black and white. She was half black, half Caucasian. And she, uh, um, and, and she, and it was her story, right? And it's so funny because my grandfather, where, where he grew up, Alex Haley's grandmother, the actual queen, they knew her. They knew who, he's like, yeah, we knew Queen, you or whatever, because it, Alex Haley, they knew Alex Haley and then when they were kids. So they, so they actually knew Queen. But then by that time, she was really, uh, she was older or something like that. I, I had to ask him the story about that. But the story Queen, it's, it's a really good movie. But they've been using the mean Queen in the movie Queen. There's a scene where Queen tries to go out and she's tried to play like she's white because she could pass for half white. Holly Berry starred in the movie Queen. And so when, when she comes in, she feels the white people don't fish, uh, found her out and they done fucked her ass up and everything. And, and she come back in this church and she's screaming to the black people, oh, I think she's hollering and everything. She's going all off and crying and stuff. Well, they've been playing that for Stacey Dash all week. I should be playing that for Megan Markle's ass, too. <laughs> but I digress. Stacey Dash apologized for her uh um, for her uh, offensive, you know, uh, apologize for her offensive comments as she turns on Donald Trump, quits politics, and blames the network for typecasting her as the angry black woman. Actress turned political pundit Stacey Dash is apologizing. Uh, she said, I've lived my life being angry, which is what I was on Fox News. I was angry. I was the angry conservative black woman, and at the time in my life, it was who I was, she says. There are things that I'm sorry for, things that I did say, and I should not have said them the way I said them, she added. She added, her views proved too far out even for Fox News. She fired her in 2016 after she claimed Barack Obama didn't give a shit about terrorism, okay? She says she wants to continue acting despite being blacklisted by Hollywood. That's who Stacey Dash was, but that's not who Stacey is now. Stacey is someone who has compassion and empathy, she said, okay. I have no problem with conservative thoughts. I have a lot of conservative thoughts. I told you that on here. I have I go between conservative and uh, uh, sometimes liberal views, okay, uh, and I can lean more conservative at times. My problem with Stacey isn't her conservative thoughts, and nobody else's problem should be her conservative thought either. Either That's the same thing with Candace Owens. My problem with Candace Owens, because Candace Owens says sometimes some brilliant things. My problem with Candace Owens is it her her conservative train of thought. My problem with Candace Owens and Stacey Dash's lack of empathy and compassion for their people, and not understand understanding where uh, black people are in America, and being able to criticize systems or certain things with some love and some compassion and stuff like that. Stacey didn't do that. Stacey was trying to get the back. So was Candace's ass, okay? But so was Megan Markle. Megan Markle's ass was trying to get a bag. And I hear a lot of y'all hating on Stacey Dash and saying Stacey Dash, you can that bitch take herself back. Y'all dogging Stacey Dash, but just y'all real welcoming to uh to to uh this chick who never really claimed black people. You didn't hardly see her in the black community until the Royals ran her ass out of town 
and now all the black people are trying to come to embrace her punk ass. My ass was to accept Stacey Dash's ass before I accept Meghan Markle's ass. And let me tell you why. Because Stacey Dash did a lot for the country. Even, yes, Stacey Dash's ass was cooning. But she wasn't hiding before. Before, Stacey was in black stuff. Stacey was running around in black things and stuff. Stacey always had a little bit of cool to her, though. I can tell you that a little bit. But Stacey wasn't running around denying black. Then she became angry and started trying to get a bag and running over the fast news when her money was drying up. Bad mistake, okay? But Stacey was in, she was in a number of black things. She was in a number of different stuff, you know. And at one time was beloved by the community, okay? Megan Markle, never, we never, we didn't hear nothing about Megan Markle when she's over there in Canada doing suits. You see her, you see her had nothing. Matter of fact, when she married the Royals, they said she didn't even get the gospel choir. They said Harry's ass got that gospel choir. Megan Markle did not even recognize blackness. In my personal opinion, it looked like she didn't until they put her ass out the royal palace. They ran her ass out the royal palace. And she is the same thing as Stacey Dash. So if y'all sitting up here loving on some, some Meghan Markle and not willing to not willing to forgive Stacey, that's crazy. Because Meghan Markle is the same thing but worse. That's my comment on that, okay? I mean, seriously. Seriously. Now, Stacey was cooning up in here. Trust me. She was saying a lot of stuff like this shouldn't be a BT. She was saying all kind of stuff. Now, I agree with partly. It shouldn't be a BT because that shit they be having sometimes is tired because they put all the good shows on the streaming service and don't give me the bad shit on the on the network. So, there should be a. I ain't for BT, but I am for several other black-owned black channels. <laughs> but... Stacey was saying, like, it shouldn't be no black champ. Stacey was saying a lot of coons. I mean, just, she was just, oh, she was cooning it up. If I had the song, Here Come the Coons, I'd play it right now. But Stacey was cooning it up. No more than some of you liberals cooning it up for the liberal side. I mean, she was cooning it up for the conservative side. A lot of people cooning it up for the liberal side, and it's accepted. Um, same way, if her, if Megan Markle can be embraced, so can Stacey Dash. If y'all going to embrace Megan's ass, Y'all should be embracing. When you say, Carlotta, Megan never said stuff. No, but Megan showed stuff. Hey, Megan married a man who was dancing with a dude with a Klan outfit on. And her husband had on a Nazi outfit. I ain't got time for y'all. We ain't going to play no games. Are we? You're not going to play up in here. Y'all know what it is. Shoot. Stacy, give her. I'm not saying accept her all the way back. But I, don't, I hate to see nobody, people out here without jobs and stuff. Really, shit. You know, it's sad to see her back once. She's sad. She's sad. She's looking sad as hell. Damn. I got compassion. I be feeling sorry for people. I do. I'm sorry. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, um, I have revolutionary thoughts. But I also have compassion for people, even when they do the wrong thing, because I don't do the wrong thing. I ain't always got it right. Shit, I done said some shit where I be like, damn, what you say that for? That ain't make no sense. What you talking about? I mean, I, 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 you know, and I've been through times where I've done things that didn't make sense, okay? I'm not perfect. So I don't, I don't want to 
not this chick. You know what I'm saying? No, should she be, I understand how black folks feel. I know we angry and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, slowly let her earn her way back. Earn. But y'all ain't letting that late letting Megan's Megan's ass earn her way back. Hey, Megan's ass should be earning her way in. Okay. Okay, so that's why I'm saying we gonna we gonna be loving on Megan Marco out in these streets. Uh let's give Stacey Dash a little bit of compassion. Shit. Are we ready to have a discussion about Mr. C? Do I got time? Or should I do Tyree? I'm mean, should I talk about Swiss beat and them selling Selling verses. Okay, listen. I'm gonna talk about this first. Swiss Beats and and, and uh, uh, Swiss Beats and uh, Timberland sold verses. I'm not surprised, especially after the last one with uh, D'Angelo, where uh, <laughs> Maxwell left them hanging. <laughs> no, they just said it didn't work out. Whatever was supposed to happen, <laughs> Maxwell was supposed to be under. <laughs> D'Angelo was motivated and ready to go. You know. But Maxwell is performing in the NAACP Awards, I think, on the 27th. Is he, is he, he's, like, actually performing. I think he's going to perform, perform. Like, Maxwell, is it new music or is it pretty wings? Because, you know, fuck, I don't want to hear no pretty wings. Is she going to sing pretty wings? Wait a minute, hold on. Let, I got some words real quick before I get into the Swiss beat thing, okay? Maxwell is performing at NAACP, NAACP Awards on the 27th of March. Maxwell, if you're going to be singing Pretty Wings, keep that shit, okay? Now, if you're going to sing something out of your catalog that we haven't heard in a while, okay. I do not want to hear fucking shame. <laughs> I'm here. They're like, if, that, that's, if that's your favorite singer, Carolina, I'm truthful, Okay. I could I could go another year without fucking pretty wings and this woman's work. Oh, I don't care if y'all get mad at me. Said all the time when he sings it in concert, I start to foul my nails in my head. I know some of y'all love this woman's work like that. Okay, listen. I used to love this woman's work years ago. I played the fuck out of this woman's work. Okay, that's why I foul my nails in my head when he sings it. Now, I understand, listen, that he sings it because it's such a hard song to sing. And I admire anybody that can go around every night and sing that shit in his vo- in that voice, that high-pitched voice. Okay, shit. Okay? I admire the work. But fuck that, Maxwell. I don't want to hear no more. And, you know, your ass is not even put out night. I I mean, if, if, going to, if you're going to give me a new song, I'm going to be very happy. But if you're going to give me pretty wings, uh, what else does he like to sing? Is it that Lake by the Fucking Ocean? No, it's not like I don't want to hear Lake by the Fucking Ocean. I'm don't, I'm over it. Uh, what else is it? Where's the fortunate? Fuck that. Okay, okay. I'm a I'm a protester. I'm gonna come out and say that's an Art Kelly song. Damn it. Put it back. I'm suddenly gonna be against it <laughs> because I want new music. I'm angry. I understand y'all don't like to do music no more. I understand y'all don't get no money out of it, but damn it, I don't, I'm, I will not be Frankie Beverly amazed by you, Maxwell. There's no damn well, damn way that I'm going to, I've been Frankie Beverly amazed enough. I've went to concerts the last four years with Maxwell's ass 
and there has been no new music. I've been hearing Pretty Wings be the opening song for about well, it wasn't on Mary J. Blige. It was it was a dance with me on Mary on on on, on the Mary J. Blige tour with. But other than that, I've been running around looking at fucking Pretty Wings for the last several. Yeah, and I don't want to hear it no more. I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear it unless it's partnered with new music. Otherwise, you can keep your ass at home, like Beyonce. <laughs> at least Beyonce could get up there and sing Black Parade. We should have put out something. Maxwell, no. Maxwell is a tease. Maxwell just says, I'm going to put out something. I promise y'all it's going to be out by 2020. I promise y'all it's going to be 2021. And then seven years fucking later down the line, we're like, okay, you know, then finally he puts it out, like, after seven years, and everybody, like, damn, I mean, does it really take this long? I mean, what the hell's going on? Can we hear some new music? We love, the reason we want to hear new music is because we love you, not because we just like you. If we didn't like you, we'd be telling you to keep that shit. But we love you. That's, we want new stuff. When we ask you for new stuff, that means you're loved. We don't want to hear old things. We want new shit. <laughs> now, up the Swiss Beats and Timberlands. They respond to Michael Rainey Jr. saying they're sellouts for a Versus acquisition. Okay? Now, I actually think that them selling Versus was a smart-ass idea. And I'll tell y'all why. Where am I at on the time here? I have a little time. What time am I? Are we almost... I'm looking at my time, you guys, because, you know. Okay. So, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to save this for part two, okay? So, my part two is getting ready to come up right after this. I'm going to give me give me 1230. We're going to do a part two. I'm going to take part two. I'm going to finish this up, part two up. And I'm going to give y'all part two at 1230, okay, because I'm getting ready to re-up my time so that we can finish this discussion. I can finish this show. I don't have to give y'all part two later on during the week <laughs> unless something happens, okay? So for those of you who are listening to the Sound of Our Voice, I am out. I will be back on at 1230 a.m. to give y'all part two. And y'all can hear my thoughts on Timberland and my, uh, my thoughts on uh, – other stuff, okay? I got a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about. A few more other stories, okay? Oh, Swiss Beat, uh, DJ Mr. C, Mr. C, what he said about liking transsexuals this week, um, Tyrese being with a new woman, uh, T.I. and Tiny, the latest on them, and, you know, that's the few stories we got to get out. Kenya, Kim and Kanye not talking, okay? So it's not going to be a long show, but we're going to go back and we're going to talk about uh, some more stuff, okay? So I'm going to do this at 12.30, you guys. So this is part one. I'm ending part one, and I'll be back, all right? So I'm out, you guys. Get ready for part two, 12.30, for those of you who want to stay up with me and listen to me just to that, okay? Okay, meanwhile, we're going to end it with my jam. Don't disturb this groove. I'm out. See y'all, 12.30 a.m., all right? Wait a minute. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, I forgot I had to plug this out. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, remember you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also hit me up on C Chatwood, uh, what is it? C Chatwood Show, uh, Twitter, and 
Well, shit. Oh, and Carlotta72, okay? And also on Instagram, Carly's underscore, uh, Carly's underscore Galaxy. Shit, I be forgetting. I know how I do. Okay, so I'm getting ready to go off right now. I'm going to try to re-up for 12. We're going to do 12, okay? So y'all, y'all going to have to get back on the line. For those of you who are on the phone lines, I'm going to try to re-up for 12, okay? So if it doesn't show up at 12, that means 1230. If I don't come on at all, that means I'm not coming till tomorrow, okay? But we're going to try to re-up for 12, which is in about five minutes. So we're going to go out with Don't Disturb This Groove, and I'm going to come right back, okay, you guys? That's weird. That's a weird night, okay? Shit. Roll with me. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Everyone. 